Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the second half of our first anniversary spectacular. A little bonus airing our off week. That's right, we had so much we wanted to discuss about the past year of manga. We couldn't fit it all into one standard episode, so we split it into two. If you missed our last episode, that was going through the first half and the first round, and this time we'll be going through the final 16 to crown our first ever actually not trash series. And the trashiest manga, friends. All in this episode of That Time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them are trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. My trash manga choices are completely interfering with my school romantic comedy. A.K.A. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast. Welcome back again. I am your forever host and master of ceremony, Sean. And I am joined, as always, firstly, by the man who grinds all day, grinds all night on twitch.tv slash and then grinds in games because he's trash at them. It's Mike! I'll have you not talking about the grinding I do off of Twitch. That's that's personal and that's private. On a different campsite. <laughs> I'll have you know that's my private affairs. Oh man, that's on Facebook streaming, got it. <laughs> it it's, it's private to me down to who and what I grind on in my spare time. Thank you very much. Damn straight. And speaking of damn straight... He spreads trash manga around more effectively than any mere pandemic ever could. It's our other brilliant co-host, Phil. Speaking of damn straight, this guy is so damn straight. <laughs> no, he's the straight man. That's what you meant, of course. Obviously, I've tried. I've tried, Naturally, like, yeah. I've tried for years, and it just hasn't worked. <laughs> I mean, he's always given out promises, and yet I'm yet to have any of them fulfilled. Um, just for you, Mike. Just for you. Exactly. This is my point. They're all just for me, and yet no delivery. I mean, that you're aware of. Y yeah. Also, delivery over the past year would be slightly illegal. Uh, now, we've no, discussed no, this on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. As long as you can social distance, you know, you as got... As long as it's two meter dog, you put it through his letterbox, then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll put it through his letterbox, all right. <laughs> well, this is some really specific categories that Pornhub's having to add to its site. I mean, got, got to after they had to delete half the site. <laughs> they had to find something to fill in the content gaps, and this is this I is mean, it. someone else wasn't filling in the gaps. <laughs> Quarantine letterbox porn. Probably a thing. <laughs> yeah. Nope, porn, not Googling it's it. Always a thing. I'm not... I'm not Googling you, it now. You don't need to Google it, Mike. It's just a glory hole. It's just a glory hole <laughs> with a flap. <laughs> oh, so the draft doesn't get it. Not, not wrong there. Oh, God. How are you both? How have you been since the last time we recorded? Fucking dead <laughs> the whole time. Uh, just been... just. I had this really annoying thing where... Uh, I know you two know about it, but for the purposes of the fans... I guarantee this will happen at some point. We'll miss an episode purely um, because when won. I get I sick, and it wasn't even anything serious. It was it was just just regular old standard illness, not even the big one going around. 
And if I get sick to any degree, I am just out of commission for like two weeks. So I have, and by out of commission, I mean asleep. Like I, I have zero energy for like two weeks. And I hate that that's the thing because it can be any level of illness. It can be a slight cold in the, I've got a cold. I've got a sniffly nose. Oh, and now I'm asleep for two weeks. Well, fuck. So that's been me since we last recorded. Just been passed the fuck out. And it's been, I'd like to say great, but I'm really behind on my work now. Well. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like we'll be in a similar boat if Phil gets ill. Because but from my experience, like he won't, he'll feel absolutely fine, but his voice will sound like gravel. Oh, so it sounds sexier I mean, hey. then. I was about to say, we're waiting on it for the ASMR uh, episode. <laughs> Are we doing an ASMR episode? I'd be down for that. Is there even an ASMR trash manga? Uh, more than likely. Oh my god. Well, got that to look forward to. One thing, there's one about live streaming I've been holding on to. <laughs> oh my god, is this like my dad's the queen of all VTubers or something? It's not, but I have seen oh. that one as well. <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Oh man, god. I mean, hey, maybe we'll have that at some point. Maybe. That's the thing, I, whenever you guys talk about random uh, n- titles for manga I've obviously never heard of, I sit here and think, yeah, I could get angry at that for an hour. <laughs> that's just, yeah. that's my thought process. Yeah. yeah. Well, we ho- hopefully you've all enjoyed hearing Mike get angry at various series over an hour, because uh, that's, that's presumably why you're here at the anniversary, to see him now reflect on the series that he's gotten angry of and get angry of all over again. Uh, so yeah, as I mentioned at the top, this will be the second part of our anniversary spectacular. So if you've not heard the first part, go give it a listen now. Available on all good podcasting services, especially as you're now hearing the second part. And it's a bit weird if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the first part. But uh, just in case, I will go over what happened and then we'll dive right in to the last 16. So the way this tournament art is working, we've covered 26 series over the past year. And what happened is we each picked two series to buy through into the last 16 round and then took the remaining 20 and had them face off in 1v1s. So previously in round one, uh, Girlfriend Girlfriend beat The Gamer, uh, Nagatoro beat Loveless, Hayate beat Mobuseka, uh, Demon King's Daughter beat Eminence in Shadow, Friends Game beat Sweet Home, The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter beat Our Last Crusade, Girl on the Shore beat Rent a Girlfriend, Grand Blue beat Akuma-chan flashback. It's still mad distance. about that. Go in the distance. I don't uh, regret it. You should. Maruko-chan beat Minamoto. And Hentai beat Poopa. I mean, what doesn't Hentai beat? In a victory for Pornhub fans everywhere. <laughs> oh dear. So this time around, uh, those 10 will now be uh, going up against each other and the six series that we buy through. And in this episode, we're going to 1v1 them all the way down to have our actual winner, our first ever actually not trash series. And then after that, we will reflect on which was the trashiest manga, friends. So, are you all ready to dive into the uh, remaining ra- rounds and matchups? Oh, fucking hurt me, daddy. Let's go. Oh, baby. So, here we go then. So, uh, first of our last 16 matchups. So, in this one, it's Girlfriend Girlfriend going up against the number two seed from episode 15. Kusuria no Hitori Goto, a.k.a. The Apothecary Diaries. Art is by Nico Karage, uh, written by Natsu Hyuga and Itsuki Nanano. This is ongoing. We have seven volumes in Japan of the manga and ten volumes of the light novel, as well as a spin-off called... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. 
Mao Mao no Kokyu Nazutoki Techo. There's 10 volumes of that. If you want to buy this over here, it's been licensed by Square Enix, the manga version, where you can get two volumes. Or you can read the light novel digitally via J Novel Club. I believe the first volume's out now and the second volume coming out soon. No anime adaptation as of yet, but it is repeatedly in like the most wanted polls conducted by Anime Japan. So soon, TM. Unless it's like Yotsuburn never gets animated. Poffigary Dies was uh, really good. I, I still have really good feelings about it. Now I reflect back on that. Yeah, my memories of it are all generally quite positive. Like, I remember it was fairly smart. It was fun. It was funny. It was, I assume, somewhat historically accurate. And if it wasn't, it felt like it was. Probably the most accurate harem series I've ever yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. hope so, anyway, <laughs> considering some of the harem shit I've read out there. <laughs> and yeah, um, like I remember it not being bad by any stretch, but I also have this, the only negative feeling I remember of it was that it kind of dragged on a bit. Now, your main, your main negative in the episode was that it was good, but you won't read it because you hate that type of story. Oh, that's a, yep. <laughs> that sounds like a thing I'd say. Yeah, it's it's zombies all over again. Except <laughs> you agreed to watch the zombie thing. So yeah, still haven't. <laughs> of course not. We don't commit to any of the things we say. Oh fuck no! Hey, I've bought some of the series I said I would buy. You have. In fact, we have both bought this since that episode aired. Uh, I have the first have. two volumes, which, as I say, is all that's out because volume three is like coming out twenty years after volume two for some reason. I don't know. Pass. Thanks, Square Enix. <laughs> Square Enix making a thing in in decent time. What kind of crazy universe are you from? They do it occasionally. occasionally. The fact that you have to use the qualifier occasionally. Yeah, but no, I I remember really enjoying this. The characters, especially Mao Mao, the lead, was a really enjoyable lead character. It was smartly written. It was yeah. especially considering was this before or after? Minamoto Phil that we did this one was it was this your tonic this after yeah yeah this was the tonic this, this, this was why I made us read Minamoto basically it's entirely possible as well that it was actually kind of terrible but you know if we were directly comparing it to Minamoto it was the best fucking thing we've ever read okay to be also just to be clear they are in no way similar <laughs> no. <laughs> so there wasn't really comparisons in that harems they're both about a harem they're both about <laughs> Sex and stuff. I I would argue Apothecary Diaries isn't really all that about a harem. It's not really. Apothecary more... Diaries is set in a harem. It it is set in a harem in the very literal sense of it is in a imperial yeah. Chinese. That's why I said it was the harem. most accurate harem thing we've read. Yeah, because it was in the historical that. sense. <laughs> it's just nowadays your manga and your anime fans. When you think harem, you think a dude and. You Many women. Love Rue and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. I do remember thinking that this is probably the smartest thing we've read in terms of, like, uh, just the intelligence behind the writing. Uh, like, actual thought going into it, but also not lingering too much on the thought of it. Th there's been a couple of things we've read which have genuine intelligence behind them. There was this, there was... Uh, the ethics one, whose name I forget. Uh, we shall now be in ethics. Yeah, and uh, there was a girl by the shore or whatever it was called. Yes. Those are the ones which are like quite smart. Like you can feel there is a 
innate intelligence behind. But I would say of all of the smart ones, this one was definitely the most palatable. Like it was the most fun of all of them. And that's a good thing. Um, Are you it... saying Girl on the Shore wasn't fun? <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much saying it wasn't fun, no. But it wasn't meant to be fun, of course. Oh, okay, I re-listened to that episode um, yesterday because I use podcasts while I'm playing uh, video games, which I don't need to concentrate on the sound of. And yeah, well, it was like, ah, oh, man, that was... I'm glad we made us go through that series. But yeah, it's like, this is good, but so depressing. Yeah. And this is definitely the most fun of all of the the ones that require a bit of thought, and uh, yeah, it, it, that's a that's a very very good thing. Uh, I do not remember who seeded this of the three of us, but uh, it was a good choice, I think. I did. I say seed. I did seedings of which there are two, and this is one of the just to make sure that this and the other top series wasn't on the same side of the draw. Sure. So uh, I've not seen anything else, just this and another series we'll get to later on. But uh, yeah, it. I think I buy this. I, I actually should have loaded that up before we recorded. Who buyed which one? Uh, I buy this one through to the second round. As I say, it was one of the few I actually went out and bought. And I was really, really impressed by this one when, uh, when we covered it. Yeah, it was a good choice as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun read. It doesn't linger too long. It doesn't. Try, it doesn't feel like it's trying to browbeat you with its intelligence, and the characters no. are actually really well written. Like it's a solid, solid manga, and I, I, I seem to remember this is one of the more popular ones that we've read as well. Yeah, and Easily. I, I totally get it. I absolutely get it. I think it's one. Admittedly, it's one which I've not seen like a lot of necessarily Annie Twitter talking about, but it's definitely when you look at, as I mentioned, the polls of like what series do you want to see animated. This is always in like the top ten of those polls. Hmm. It's never like the top one, but it's always there as like people go, like, please animate this. Probably even like top five, usually. It's definitely up there. It's a series that there's enough conscious knowledge of and has stayed there for a year or two with people going, like, please animate this. Please. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, a bold statement here. Okay. Uh, my opinions of this have matured with age. And now thinking back on it, uh, I actually think more highly of it than I did before. To Whoa. the point of... Uh, Are you actually going to buy it now? Yeah, I might actually do that. Oh my god, but you hate historical stories. Eh, yeah, I guess, but I can like anything if it's unique enough. And this is actually very unique. Um, so, And it's also not trying to be anything it's not. It doesn't say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lowly servant in a harem, but I also have laser eyes. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a down-to-earth story it's about the, it's, it's not the series we'll get to in the next matchup no <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 down to earth and it's i mean real is not the right word but it's it it, it feels like it could happen i was about to say you say it doesn't feel real but at the same time i i could believe it happened yeah yeah quite easily like there's nothing unreal in it it's just yeah absolutely say, there's the protagonist is very smart to occasion maybe if you have issues with like I don't I wouldn't say Mary Sue, but if you have issues with protagonists who know everything that they're talking about from the get go. Right, yeah. Maybe you'll have an issue that. with that. But uh Yeah, I, do. That, <laughs> I think that's probably the only big complaint I have with the series is sometimes it does just seem like Mau Mau has the answer to everything. 
and just because she actually literally has the answer to everything that <laughs> encounters in the entire manga we she has the answer yeah. to everything but they also the writing is also smart enough to not make her be like the god of treatment yeah like, it's, it's not like... there was a chapter about a sleepwalker she's like yeah i can't cure that with medicine yeah but it's also a case of like it's not always just like on the tip of a tongue or something yeah uh sometimes you have a chapter or two where it's like oh there's this thing going on, she kind of has to put the pieces together, and then she goes, oh, right, yeah, okay, I know what, what's what gone on now. And then explains it all to everyone else, kind of thing. But Although they do absolutely recycle the trope of I'm immune to poison because I have eaten all the poison <laughs> over no. a long period of time. It's like, ah, alright. It's not just she's immune, she gets high off it, Mike. Yeah. Like, I, I, oh. I, would, I wouldn't even say hi, she, she gets very much excited by it. She she's wet for poison. Yeah, sure. I I don't and think it's... that's an understatement. Yeah. No, so that it's not fully realistic, and it does sure. recycle a few minor tropes. But having said all that, that that's very much nitpicking. If if you're right, it's good enough. You can get away with recycling. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And, uh... Yeah, the, the, the writing is good enough in this that you give it the benefit of the doubt and you uh, suspend your disbelief long enough to think this is an enjoyable story, which, yeah, it is good. If you had benefit of the doubt on your Mike Bingo card, there it is. <laughs> just need to wait, wait. Uh, what, just what need else to wait for record? consent, and uh, I've got one. Uh, whiplash, whiplash. Don't, <laughs> whiplash, don't, yeah. Uh, don't forget that one. Um, interesting. Uh, that's another um, word no, I say You can't just say interesting. <laughs> Wow, that's, okay. Damn. That's one of the words I, I recycle a lot, is all. <laughs> I didn't think of that as a mic, is it? But okay. Oh, dear. Stay classy, internet. But, uh... <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> so, uh, so, Apothecary dies then, yeah, up against Girlfriend, Girlfriend, which beat the gamer in round one. Uh, I mean, for me, like, as cool as Girlfriend, Girlfriend was, yeah, this is a. Uh, a no-brainer to apothecary dies. Like, I still want to buy girlfriend girlfriend if they ever release it physically, but uh apothecary dies is where my vote goes. The matchup here for me is do you want intelligence or leaning in style fun? Because for me, girlfriend girlfriend is for all of its faults, and it does have a few that we have discussed at length now, it is very lean in and it's very funny. Uh, it's very funny with its amount of leaning in that it does. Uh, Pot 3 Dies never does that because it goes for a more complex angle. So it comes down to essentially, do you want something a little smarter or a little dumber? And which do you prefer in that? Because I don't think Girlfriend Girlfriend is bad, but no, I also don't think it's it is definitely not smart. <laughs> no, so, no. yeah, so I think that's where the choice comes down to here. That being said, I am probably also going with Apothecary Diaries. In fact, I suspect Apothecary Diaries is, as Phil said about Grand Blue, uh, I do suspect it's going to go the distance here because it is actually one of the better ones that we've read the entire year. I, yeah. Firstly, yeah, that's that's why it's seeded. And then secondly, uh, I'm amazed that for once in your life, Mike, you went, this is the smart choice, this is the dumb choice, and you chose <laughs> the smart choice. Well, that's because the dumb choice, it leans in, yeah, but it doesn't, like, really lean in. Like, it doesn't Aww. go super hard in, and which is really how I get going with these things. When things go in super hard, I enjoy it more. What can I say? Well, Mike likes it super hard, folks. Mike, Mike, Mike wished Girlfriend Girlfriend went super hard. 
<laughs> and yeah, like girlfriend, girlfriend's fun, but Apothecary Diaries is a more enjoyable experience in spite of it not leaning in as much. I mean, the thing is, it do- it does also have its comedic moments, like the yeah. the facial expressions in particular. I remember we all said were very well drawn and very- they they made it. If this is if, if this matchup comes down to which one's got the better art style, Apothecary Diaries wins hands down. Like I actually remember the art style of Apothecary Diaries. I remember it yeah. notably being very good. Girlfriend, girlfriend. I remember as being very generic. To be fair, I think the Apothecary Diaries has the advantage of not being a weekly series. Sure. Um, I don't remember if it's monthly or bi-monthly. Uh, I think monthly off the top of my head, but could be wrong. But yeah, it. Basically, each chapter has more time to have the art done. Sure, sure. Which is one of the reasons why I don't mention the art as much. Because not only is that a visual component in an audio format, but it also um, does come down to restrictions in creating in the creative process, whether it's the time they have or, you know, and art is subjective to begin with. So I try to avoid doing that. But I think outside of like this tournament we're doing we can generally talk about it because you can say well it's a weekly series but compared to other weekly series it looks really good or it looks really shit kind sure, of thing sure. i mean it would be weird if we did a podcast on manga and didn't discuss the art yeah no i i agree i agree <laughs> it's why it's just the reason i think we do often not focus on art as much in general because yeah it's to be fair, I feel like whenever we focus on art, it's also like, yeah, the art was really good. Or like the occasional where it's just like, oh, it's trash in this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, I mean, Phil, what are you thinking about this matchup? May as well get your opinion in there. Oh, I'm, I'm all in on Apothecary Diaries. I, yeah, I feel true. like I made my opinion clear on Girlfriend Girlfriend last week. I, d- I don't hate it as such. Mm-hmm. But um, part of it just irks me. No, that's that's totally fair as well. Like I get that. I really Whereas, do. Uh, yeah, I've I have bought Apothecary Diaries. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strong one coming through. Yeah, it's yep. kind of unfair to the, uh, <laughs> the like the gamer and girlfriend girlfriend never had a chance in this bracket. <laughs> no, but then it's also saying for the other end. Yeah, <laughs> something has to go against other the other big the board teams. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like at, at some, unless we just basically said the finals just going to be those two series and we don't care <laughs> about the rest. It's almost like you're saying this entire format is redundant, Phil. <laughs> there could be surprises. I mean, there has Brand, already been. Brand Blue got through round one. That was a surprise. Yeah, there's some surprise upsets already. Uh, As in, it was surprising and upsetting. It was a surprise to literally everyone. <laughs> Me too. I mean, at this point, you'll be saying, "Why read another series that got straight through?" Because it was all—it's obvious the good guy's just going to win. Why? Why read? Why bother? Why bother with any of this? Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> and on that, we moving on. Like having, yep, having spent like half a year on that first match. Here we go, another five-hour slog. Get ready, boys and girls. <laughs> so, uh, next match up. Uh, no recollections needed this time. These are both a series from round one. First up, we have uh, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, which you can buy currently through Vertical slash Kodansha, which beat Loveless in round one. And going up against Hayati, the Combat Butler, available through Viz Media, which beat Mobu Seka in round one. Uh, we've already covered these both in the last episode, so we can get straight into it. Nagatoro or Hayate? 
And just for recap purposes, Nagatoro is the one where... No, you have to remember now, Mike. We we only did this last week, remember? Sure, it was totally last week. <laughs> I mean, but it's also been a week for people listening, Sean. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they, just... they might need reminders of what these manga are. Go go back and listen to the previous episode, obviously. Go back and listen to their relevant episodes. Yeah, exactly. Nagatoro is Nagatoro the... is the please the please bully me, senpai. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then Hayate is the combat butler. And I feel that describes that series. I, I feel like Hayate is one of those ones. Sorry. Hayate, Hayate the comedy Hayate. butler. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um I uh, my thoughts on you, this. You talked little... about protagonists having like laser beams coming out their eyes and being <laughs> Superman. Here's Hayata. Sure. Hey, he never has laser beams coming out of his eyes. No, he's yet. not at that level yet. <laughs> no, he never has laser beams come out of his eyes. I can say with one hundred. That's way too underpowered for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh I mean what what else does he actually do? Is it uh drive uh, rides on a bike? A thousand kilometers in a day, or something. I don't remember. No, no, he he rides at the speed limit, Mike. Right. Yep, that was it. It's very clear on this. He is traveling the speed limit, and still makes ten k in an hour or something. I mean, ten k an hour is the speed limit. It is, in fact, severely below the speed limit. Ten k an hour is a, a good pay rate. I'd take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, sure. Yeah, uh, my thoughts on this particular matchup are difficult for me to crystallize like i'm going to be voting last on this one just because i i still don't know which i'm going to choose oh brilliant i'm not Great. a huge fan of either honestly Ooh, <laughs> deep cuts. Ooh. it's not that deep cut really how dare i can also recognize that both of them have merit as well that's the i'm more positive towards both of them but i mean i have seen like 50 episodes like i've seen the first season of hayate and I was already partially invested in Nagatoro before we did our episode on it anyway. So that's the thing. I, a lot of comedy stuff turns me off, but these two I feel actually do a pretty solid job with the comedy, even if it's arguably the same joke in both series, repeated ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Hayati necessarily repeats its jokes as such. It repeats the same style of joke, where it's like, here is the one ludicrous situation for the week and we're gonna keep talking about how he has to deal with that one situation over and over and then the next week it's some other ludicrous situation and that i mean that grates a little bit because it keeps happening but if that's an issue then nagator is even worse because that is literally the same thing of what we read in every single episode or issue of what we read chapter chapters the word i'm looking for uh every single chapter of we read of nagatoro except for like Two. So as I yeah, like I said, they both have good and bad points for me. Yeah. Phil, uh the lifelong Hayati fan. <laughs> Which are you gonna choose, Phil? Oh I, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. I pick Hayate. Like Really? I, Damn, didn't see that coming. Like no, even, even ignoring the fact it was Hayate, I I don't like Nagatara. <laughs> I just, nah. Does nothing for me. Sure. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not into being stepped on. Damn. <laughs> I think lost. that's a that's a phrase I think I pulled out was a huge step on me energy or something. Yeah, sounds like a you thing. It is. It does sound like a thing I'd say. Uh, I mean, I'll probably make your life, or I could make life's life really awkward here, or I could make it way easier. 
Hey, vote the way you want to vote. I'm vote still the way I want to vote. Listen, I I'm tr- thinking it through in my head. I didn't actually should probably have thought about this before I did the podcast because I'm the one who actually has the chart. Nah, wing it. <laughs> Pretty much wing it. I do every time. Thing, I feel Hayati, and definitely because I've seen the more down the line, Hayati has more scope for more types of comedy, even if it is similar. Like it has more scope for scenarios because of the insane richness of its protagonists. So they could just throw it into what doesn't matter what situation they want to be in. They can just go there, and if someone's why, it'd be like money. They have money. Sure. Of course, they have a nursing robot. They have money. Obviously, of course, they have money. Tiger that talks and has a like degree in plumbing. Of course, they have money. I mean, I mean, yeah, it it is the Scrooge McDuck style of, yes. we have money. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh no, this costs money. It's like, yeah, but I've got money. They, yeah. they, never, put a, they never put a number to it, but it's just, money's not a problem. Just assume they have the money. <laughs> Where does Batman get his gadgets? Money's money. Yeah, it is basically that. So that's the, like, even though I enjoy the humor of Nagatoro, I enjoy the characters of Nagatoro, I just... Hayate can scale up and do more kinds of comedy slash situations than Nagatoro likely ever will be able to do, at least as far as I can see from what we read of each and what I've seen of Hayate. So uh, I'm going to go with Hayate here. I'm going I'm to so give that, Hayate the nod. That's two for Hayate then. Yeah, let's make sure vote entirely irrelevant, but you still have to make one. I do still have to make one. And here's the thing, like, I... He's going to vote Nagatoro after all of this. <laughs> They both have their merits, and Hayate does lean in, like I said before. That it's a very much a lean-in type of manga where it's it's just very silly. But Nagatoro is definitely for a very narrow spec audience. It's very much for people who like that kind of thing and aren't bothered by all of the implications. And if that's the case, then you'll find that probably way more enjoyable than Hayate. And here's the thing. Hayate did nothing for me. Like, it really didn't. Like, I I don't remember enjoying it, like, at all. I remember thinking, sitting there thinking, eh. I'm sure you said you got some chuckles out of Hayate. Yeah, I think that was pretty much the extent of it. Like, I could tell it was funny. Mike Mike said he got chuckles out of Grand Blue. He probably said he got a chuckle out of Minamoto. That is, in fact, another square on the bingo card. <laughs> I got a chuckle. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, even though it doesn't matter, I think I am actually going to go for Nagatoro over this. Oof. Over the, over Hayate. Um, I regret voting Hayate now. <laughs> oh, well. Like, I didn't know that until I said it, but no. Nagatoro it is, apparently. Here we are. Well, Hayate goes through because I vote for it. That's not the decision <laughs> I expected to happen, but here we are. Upsets in every stage of this tournament. I know, right? But uh, speaking of Hayate, actually, in our next round, it's uh, the author's other work. So uh, in the one corner, we have Demon King's Daughter, but that will be going up against Tonikaku Kawaii, a.k.a. Fly Me to the Moon from episode 10. Uh, Like Hayate, this is by Kenjiro Hata. It's ongoing with 15 volumes out in Japan. Uh, Viz Media have currently released five of them. And you can watch the first season of the anime for all 13 episodes of it right now on Crunchyroll. Boy, Fly Me to the Moon was a difference of opinion one where <laughs> yes. if you listen back to that episode, me and Phil are both like, this is so cute and innocent. And Mike was like, this is bullshit. This would never happen. Yeah, I still fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, my opinion hasn't changed. It's not as violent as it was for some other stuff we've read, but 
God, like this, like you're talking uh, girlfriend, girlfriend robbing you up the wrong way, Phil. This robs me up the wrong way. <laughs> why? Like, I, I don't <laughs> get what. Like, I get why Phil's reservations about girlfriend. A very clear point where they ask for consent and ignore it, and then just carry on regardless. But sure. this one is just an innocent tale of first marriage at first sight. I and that infuriates me. <laughs> oh my god! Like I, I absolutely feel that to get my full thoughts on this because my 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 knowledge of this thing has died down a bit but to get my full thoughts listen back to the episode because i can't remember anything i enjoyed about you this kind of hated the fact that it i believe your exact wording was it felt like the hand-holding degeneracy meme in manga form <laughs> something to that effect yeah that sounds like something i would say because, oh, man, this, this one rolls me up the wrong way. Some fears is just like, two people meet and, like, we're only going to date if we can enter a legal contract with each other. It's like, what the fuck? Okay, and look, one of the guys uh, is, like, clear, kind of It's not a legal contract. It's getting married. Yeah, that's a legal contract. Marriage is no, a legal I, I get that. But I mean, you, if you is... feel a bit that way, God, your life's depressing. But, um... <laughs> yeah, it's just a case of there's a difference between a legal contract and getting married. <laughs> like yes, marriage is a legal contract. Well, there's no difference between marriage and like a lawsuit. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to some people, <laughs> wow, you know that shit's depressing. Damn. Oh, yeah, this one, this one made me irritated. Is the word I'm going to go for? Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't angry. Like realistically, oh, you, were angry. you, were, you okay. were angry. Yeah, but. It, it's not. There's nothing really to be angry about at this one. It is just the point. <laughs> it's just it's sheer irritation at the unlikelihood of this actually happening, but them constantly saying it could. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Like, boy, that's that's the most unlikely thing that will happen. Oh, I just. I mean, frankly, if my manga isn't like a hundred percent realistic, <laughs> why even bother? Yeah, pretty much. Solo leveling. <laughs> It's a guy. Like you get hit by a truck and you die, mate. No fantasy world bullshit for you. Hey, not in this one. He doesn't die in this one. He, he doesn't die when he gets hit by a truck. He also doesn't go to any fantasy world. I mean, if anything, yeah, if anything, you should be praising it for that, Mike. He goes to a world where it's totally fine for people to get married at first sight. Because it is totally fine for people. <laughs> there are shows married. about that on yeah, TV. And bollocks. <laughs> like, sure, all but it happens. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I, in fact, in this one, they actually see each other before they commit to the shit marriage. <laughs> so if anything, this one's more. No, it isn't. It's just not. <laughs> it hurts. And yeah, I can't quite crystallize my thoughts over it. But I do remember how much it irritated me that it, everything was just seen like, oh, this is cute and normal. Like, no, it's it's neither of those things. It's weird. It's so weird, and everyone's just on board with it and oh my god it robbed me up the wrong way fiercely it did and i tell you what mike well you sit there and have a think about whether you'd vote for that or demon king's daughter yeah <laughs> doesn't fly me to the moon great like i really enjoy it yeah it was pretty good i mean another one i have actually bought yes i think i have three or four volumes of it or i feel i think this is one of the ones where it's in amazon limbo <laughs> one of the volumes maybe <laughs> Oh no, I've I've only bought two so actually I'm sure we probably mentioned it like the week after anyway, but I think at the end of 
the actual episode of Flying Me to the Moon, I was like, no, I probably won't buy it because you were like, Hata. I won't buy this because it's a Hatter series and we've yeah, gone into the series. issues on I, meanwhile, had bought it and was told that uh, I had to wait a month. And then, yeah, we did the episode. and uh... Like 30 minutes later, I bought it because it was on the cheap on Amazon. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. So I bought and the first You also time. got to, I think you got told at the time, like, yeah, it won't arrive until, like, 2021. Uh, I don't remember. I know they kept changing the date, and then I think it arrived the same day as your copy. Pretty much. I think they arrived together. It was like, yeah, good time. But, uh, yeah, as I say, I, I, I really, I really like the characters. Of it. I've blanked on their names, honestly, mate. NASA and Sir, Su- not Sukihime. <laughs> Fucking hell, Sean. That's, that's a whole different series. That's a whole thing. I would quite happily do an episode on that. Wait, who am I referencing? Who's Sukihime? Sukihime. Is in Sukihime. From Type what? Moon, Sean. From what? Type Moon. Sukihime. Fate. Yeah, which character is it in that? <laughs> No. Tsukime is the name of the series. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I'm so fucking lost. Sorry, yeah. Type Moon stuff. Don't worry it's, it's a visual novel, Mike, from ages ago. Really popular. Oh, no. It's, it's finally getting a remake. And after a decade ago, they were like, we're going to remake it. And then they said nothing. And then they released the screenshot. And then they said nothing. And then, like, in the last few months, they were like, oh, yeah, we're making that. Here's some stuff. Can't wait for you to not play it. Visual novels are a whole rant on their own for me. Oh, don't worry, there'll be an April Fool's episode dedicated to them at some point. But, uh, sorry, it's not so game, mate. Sabasa, I think. No. That does sound. Ducasa. Ah, oh, I knew it was something to do with the moon word. So, <laughs> either because she's a moon lady. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't confirmed, but she's a moon lady. Yeah, it, it really does seem like she's some sort of alien from outer space. Specifically, the moon. But, uh,. Yeah, as I say, I, I really enjoyed the dynamic those two had. I think it's it was very refreshing to have a manga series that doesn't end at marriage or end at we're going out now. I mean, it literally starts with marriage. It starts with that, exactly, which makes it an entirely refreshing take on the genre, no matter what Mike says. <laughs> and as I say, sure. for that reason, I really liked it because it provided a friend. Like the scenario is maybe the same of, oh man, we're going to we're sleeping in the same room together. Oh, we're going to the bathroom, not the bathroom, the uh, swimming pool together. Bit of a difference there, Sean. I was trying to think of the right word for it in my head, either way. But yeah, we'll go to the public baby house again and stuff like that. But because they're now married, it's an entirely different take on it. And I say it was it was really enjoyable, but really sweet. I remember I absolutely when I did this for the show, I absolutely powered for it in one go and then immediately went to buy it online just because of how good it was, and then got frustrated because I had to wait weeks to reveal this to Phil. So I had to spend weeks until we recorded going, Yeah, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I Fly Me to the Moon was brilliant, and I'm pretty sure I'm the one who buyed this for into this round, so no surprises yeah, that sure I love it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you're not going to be surprised at my choice either. Yeah, so as I said, Fly Me to the Moon going up against... So yeah, up against The Adventure of a Demon King's Daughter, which you can read now on Tappy Toon if you want. So Mike, now that you've had time, while me and Phil have done our loving, what what's what's your thoughts, buddy? Fly me to the moon or Demon King's Daughter? Demon King's Daughter is one of those ones that I keep. The more time it's been since I've read it, the more I like it because I like it more now than when we discussed it in the last episode. In the last episode, you were very critical of its entire premise, Mike. Yeah, that's my point. So, 
have you have you now accepted that the series can be set in the fantasy world? I still think there's no point for it to be set in a fantasy world. <laughs> I I say I accept that it can be, but like I do find that I have more fond memories of it than I remember having originally. It's like I I remember thinking it was a fun time and had a lot of good ideas. And that being said, I I I'm I'm not going to vote for Fly Me to the Moon, so I have to think this is better because oh, the alternative gosh. is Fly Me to the Moon. Because <laughs> yeah, that, I'm voting for Demon King's daughter because fucking no, <laughs> none of this. I am voting for Fly Me to the Moon. Demon King's daughter was all right. As I say, it had some nice bits. It had a few nice characters, and then spent half a millennium setting up and talking about irrelevant bullshit that didn't matter. So which one are we talking about again? <laughs> That doesn't make sense because Flying to the Moon's great. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm voting for Fly Me to the Moon because it knows what it is and it gets there immediately, unlike Demon King's Daughter, which was still trying to find itself 30 episodes ago. Oh, Phil, do tell. Which are you voting for? I mean, this... There's no guarantee on this one, Mike. I was going to say, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Flying Me to the Moon, but it, it, as I pointed out, it is a Hatter series and I have been burned by that series, such as the one we discussed right before this. Oh, sure. Good old Hayate. Good old Hayate. How can you be burned by something volumes. that is so glacial? How can you be burned by it, Phil? It's not all out over here yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all, all of Hayate is now, yeah. Oh. How can you be burned when it doesn't exist? <laughs> Doctor, don't worry. 50 volumes of Hayate don't exist. Fifty <laughs> volumes of Hayate. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I. So things I I like Fly Me to the Moon. I, unlike Mike, I have no problem with the general premise of the series. It is sure. great. It's cutesy, as Sean said. It it is just all round wholesome enjoyment. Demon's King Daughter. I feel like at least that's got stuff going on in it. Not to say Fly Me to the Moon doesn't as such, but it's Dean King's daughter's got more going on. It's not just necessarily the slice of life stuff, though, though it does start out like that a lot. But at least that's exploring this whole new world and things. So it's a bit of a tough one for me, but I think I'm going Fly Me to the Moon. Dang it. Because clearly I have Stockholm Syndrome, and <laughs> the hat is holding me hostage. Hey, hey, man, you just find a guy you vibe with, and there you go. I, I had hope for a moment. You raised my hopes. You raised my hopes and dashed them expertly, sir. Yeah. Bravo. Hey. Sadly, Futurama not in this poll. Futurama Manga. manga. Yeah, maybe there is one. Who knows? I've never actually... I mean, I assume there's a Simpsons manga. It uh, says. There's probably a comic. I don't know about manga. Surely it's something they would have... I don't know. Who knows? Either way, that's the discussion for another time. But uh, our discussion now, then, as we move on to our next matchup. So uh, in the one corner from the last round where it beat Sweet Home, we have Friends Game slash Tomodachi Game, which uh, hasn't been licensed, so sucks to be a fan of that. Going up against that, we have the first buy from Mike. It's Pigpen, written by Kim Carnby, who was also the writer of Sweet Home, which uh, Friends Game beat in the round beforehand. And art by John Biomskik. I've got that wrong almost certainly. 
uh, you can read this all on webtoons.com if you so fancy. Although, remember, you'll have to probably buy into their economy, I think. I haven't checked it for this one. For Pigpen, I don't think you needed to, but I don't think it was all out yet. Okay, well, it is now on webtoons.com in English now, unlike when it when we did the episode where it was just in Indonesian. So, Pigpen, then. So you buy this one, Mike. So you still have fond memories of Pigpen, then? Yeah, I really do. Uh, Pigpen is a story where a dude washes up conveniently with amnesia on a on an island and finds this really weird, creepy mansion hotel dealie, uh straight out of The Shining or something like that. Stephen King series, yeah. Yeah, uh, with a creepy family and murdery vibes, and then um he's trying to escape but then he slowly regains his memory and finds out that no he is a serial killer all along uh i just think this one was very very well paced i uh, do you i do yeah um at least i do now fucking sure that's not your memory playing i was gonna say when we covered it it's 20 episodes of foreboding mystery that doesn't really build or have a okay not that it doesn't build but it's not really something you can figure out. It doesn't give you the hints you need ready to figure it out. And then pulls, literally pulls the trigger in a, yeah. like 20 episodes in. Yeah, because uh, you do find out this guy's a serial killer. And then all of a sudden he gets his memories back of being a serial killer. And it's done in a very artsy way. So you're not entirely sure how literally you should take the situation. It's just, I, I seem to remember having a lot of fun with this. And I'm not a general fan of horror, generally. Um, like. What? Like, I'm not generally a fan of, like, reading horror for the most part. What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what have you done with Mike? Horror is your entire shtick! It's not my entire shtick, it's just some of the shtick. Well, I just remember enjoying this one a lot. Um, I remember it being uh, well-written and having a mystery that you kind of feel like you want to solve, even if it doesn't necessarily give you the tools for it. I feel like there was some intelligence behind the writing as well. The art was actually great as well. Uh, it was very creepy, incredibly unsettling the entire way through. Um, it's very rare that you can read something like this and get really sucked into the unsettling vibes of it. And I remember being very, very off kilter while I was actually reading it. And I just remember it being a very strong showing overall. And so that's why I buy this one. This was actually also the Halloween episode as well. That was it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it was a good choice for Halloween. Well, that, that, that was the thing. So I said at the time, I'm not particularly bothered by big, jump-scary, monstery things. They'd already picked these horror series in Maruko-chan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm generally not bothered by like that sort of flashy horror, sort of like jump-scares and monsters. Like It's, it's kind of, I, I don't care about it. I, I prefer more like the sort of psychological horror type stuff, which I felt this was. Where it's sort of like, as, as he said, it was it was unsettling. He comes across this seemingly normal family, but then just some of the things they do and some of the way they phrase things are just unsettling enough to someone who has no idea where he is because they won't tell him, or no idea who he is, and he's just scared so everyone's an enemy in his mind, which everyone is an enemy in this case. Yeah, like this. If you're going with the movie analogy, this thing is a perfect marriage of most Stephen King things, uh, The Wicker Man, and uh, Cabin in the Woods. 
<laughs> like it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect marriage of those three things. In I, I disagree with Cabin in the Woods if it wasn't for like the last panel of the last. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that, that's pretty much what made that happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is things we sort of said. Oh yeah, we'll do thirty strips. I think so that's sort of our go-to for yeah. the yeah. web two. Uh, after type. forty of the game, we went. We're not doing forty again. Yeah, thirty so it is. Thirty, yeah. and it was like twenty-nine or thirty where it has that final reveal of like the surveillance cameras all over the island, and everyone's watching, and people are watching and betting on him and things like that. Yeah, and it was just like that perfect place where we're just like, cool, that's where we're stopping. <laughs> like we stopped on an ultimate cliffhanger there. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, the, this is a, it is one of the more interesting ones that we have read again over the course of last year and it was way more memorable than some of the stuff we read it like it really stuck in my mind uh so i i think it's actually very very good it's definitely probably the series i'd say that's benefited the most from our we will keep reading to a certain point mm-hmm. like uh, uh, most of the series like you could generally tell within like half of what you've read or so usually if it's gonna go all apart or not or if it's going to be interesting or not but pig pen was one where i know when i was as i mentioned earlier like the first 20 are like it's it's all right but it's not it didn't grab me and then the big reveal happens where it's like oh by the way he's a serial killer at that point admittedly then did grab me for the rest of that so i was like oh okay this actually does have some interesting stuff to it and then you had the next reveal like 10 chapters later where it was like He's been watched people gambling on him. And I'm sure, stuff. but I was already interested. I was wondering. I know, but the point is, it, it, at least it's doing more stuff. It's revealing more mysteries and things. Keeping you guessing. Yeah. Sure, but I was already invested in the idea of him trying to kill off the rest of the family, like even before it was like, actually, there's sure. more. And you can't kill them for some reason. We're not privy to. I mean, he's killed two yeah. of them already. Except they come back. No, they don't. This could be another one of those things where, because I've read... Not in what I read! (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they totally come back to life. They they do totally come back. Well, shit me. Mm -hmm. If it isn't spoilers, McGeary. I think there's actually going to be an episode where you were like, this happens, I'm like, no, it doesn't. And then you found out you'd read more. I'd actually... Like a naughty little boy. I'd accidentally read, like, a little bit further. You read what you are given and nothing more! (laughs) Daddy Sean, no. <laughs> oh, please never say that again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My God. Just something I don't know if we did talk about in the actual episode. Uh, just in regards to the art, it's all like black for the most part. Like all the dead space is black, and it's uh, and it's all lots of blacks and dark purples and things. It does the uh, I can't remember exactly. Is it list. Fight Club? or oh, something fight club 2 or something that has like black and white but also red or no that's blood. well Schindler's list is what Schindler's I was... list that's the one yeah yeah uh that's the one which uh, I think I compared to in the episode where it's like everything's black and white except for the few things it wants you to draw attention to are you thinking sin city I might be thinking of that yes yeah sin city also does that it's clo- sin city is closer to Fight Club than Schindler's List is. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. In my head, I could just envision posters and that. And yeah, I think Sin City's right, not Fight yeah. Club 2. I don't think there is a Fight Club 2, is there? I thought that was. So. A... Again, I could be entirely <laughs> You're not a movies guy. Uh, no, no, well, how dare you know? No, 
I'm not. I'm not a movie guy. So Pigpen probably to me might be disagree with some you two. I would say Pigpen's probably the best webtoon we've done of the four or five we've covered. I'm going to go ahead and say later on. You will both disagree with that, considering the number one seed is a webtoon. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I prefer Pigpen to that series. That's fair. I yeah, can that's fine. I can see why some people would say that. But the question is, did you prefer it to Friends Game? Yes. Okay then. Yeah, Friends Game. Again, I potentially could see Friends Game gets better down the line than it was. But I am. Um, it was a series that was like, in some ways, they both had the similar problem of like they ask you to invest in something and then go like, actually, don't don't bother. Why did you invest in that? Why did you invest in this mystery and or the debt? You silly little boy. It's not really relevant. Pigpen, as I say, has bigger upsides than Friends Game ever managed to. And the fact that I also know that Friends Game is like a fifty-year convoluted nonsense, whereas Pigpen, we've already read like half of it. Yeah, uh, it kind of helps. Only like fifty to sixty episodes, isn't it? Uh, sixty-eight episodes total. So yeah, right. We'd almost read half of it, so it's a much easier sell than uh, the never-ending uh, Friends game. game, which has like fifteen volumes. I think at still the going, Phil. Isn't yes, it's, it? yes, I know it's still going. Fifteen <laughs> at the moment. God damn, it's like Saw movies all over again. No, because they stopped. Ah, for now. Uh, uh... <laughs> so, Wait yeah. for it. They're going to reboot the whole franchise at some point. I'm amazed they haven't already. So my vote goes towards Pigpen. And hey, hey, movie people, if you want to you wanna make a movie, Pigpen doesn't seem like a bad shout for it. Honestly, no. Pretty good. Yeah. It would absolutely work. I mean, Netflix, you get get on it. You've already got a detail. Probably got a deal with Kim, can't they? Get making the rest of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it will surprise no one to sit here that I am also on the side of Pigpen here. I that's I my the my issues with Friends game are they run too deep and they they take me out of a world that Pigpen suckers me into. So I did say suckers, not sucks into because yeah, I really do feel like Pigpen has way better gotcha moments than Friends Game does, which were always just a bit clumsy. So Friends Game was like gotcha, and it's like, well, it's not really a gotcha if this isn't fair and or yeah ever seeable coming. So it's I was going to really... say like friend, Friends Game is very much uh, ah, you've activated my trap card, which you had no way of knowing about. Where pig pen Friends Game is, you walk down the street, someone punches you, and it's like gotcha, and it's like what. Lol, I own kind you. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, it's like Big Pen, outside of like its big reveals, you can kind of see what's coming. Yeah, and you want to as well. Like yeah. you, you wanna, you wanna try and figure it out, and it still gets you. So yeah. Phil, where's uh, your vote go? Uh, yeah. Like I think I'm a bit more favourable on Friends Game than you guys, but I do think the fact that Friends Game is still going with. 15-odd volumes, and Pigpen is 68 chapters done. Definitely makes Pigpen better in my eyes. Because I mentioned it uh, last episode, Friends Game is suffering from just dragging on and being very repetitive, so I think Pigpen, it's got it's got to the pacing, it's, it knows its story, it's sort of told it, maybe dragged out a little bit in places, but 68 episodes done. 
great Love we it. did talk about last time how there's a lot of advantages to a one and done yeah so uh yeah pig pig pen for me as well there you have it pig pen avenges the defeat of sweet home by knocking out friends game so there you go sorry just very quickly on that i'm assuming you've got it in your notes but i assume sweet uh-huh. home and pig pen are different artists yes they do look very different well, that's the thing. Very different. Kim Combi did Sweet Home and Bastard, his other major work, with Huang Yongchan, whereas Pigpen was done with Chion Byung-sik. Right. So, yeah, different people. Yes. Different people. And, yeah, it shows because the art in Sweet Home, I said, was crap. Like, I, I remember we said Sweet Home's art was not that great, but we generally liked Pigpen for the most part. I remember liking Sweet Home's art, but having to admit how repetitive it was. Big yeah. Ben has the advantage of it doesn't take place in the apartment building, in fairness. But uh it takes place on an island though. With a could, there's more variety on an island than his <laughs> I didn't say that it's trees or more trees or the beach or stand or sometimes trees. or the hotel he's in or the tree house he's in or and all the blood and that one field he keeps jumping into. With all the pigs and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird story. You should read it. Sure. Great. Yeah. Have you read the rest of it, Mike? I have not. You should get on that. I will at some point. Cool. So, uh, moving on now over to the other half of the draw. Time for our remaining four last 16 matchups. So, uh, for the next one, uh, coming through from round one, beating our last crusade, it's the hidden dungeon only I can enter which has been licensed by Seven Seas, both the manga and the light novel version, if you want to check it out. Going up against that, it's Mike's other by choice. It is Shimatsu no Valkyrie, a.k.a. Record of Ragnarok. Art by Azu- Azichika, uh, written by Takumi Fukui and Shinya Umimura. This is ongoing with 10 volumes of the main manga and a Lubu spinoff that has three volumes. It's not been licensed yet, but the anime is airing in the summer 2021 series and Netflix have picked it up. So you won't be able to watch it in summer 2021. Fall 2021, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. If it's a 13 episode series, I don't know if they've said an episode count yet. But yeah, if it's 12 or 13. I think even if it's not, they normally release it in chunks of 13. Oh, uh, like part one. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, probably October, November, you'll be able to watch this on Netflix. Hey, I, I actually happen to think you've been quite favorable with the with the, the the seeding here because <laughs> there is no seeding outside of the top two well in that case i think <laughs> the gods themselves have been favorable here because this bracket is uh <laughs> it's a bit of a shit show it started as our last crusade versus hidden dungeon only i can enter and yeah. then the winner of that fights record of ragnarok which is a very dumb manga all of the buys are going to have an easy round, first round, right? Well, I'm just saying, it's a, the first round for this. There was, I don't think there was any discussion. You say it's easy. My choice for this is easy. It's Hidden Dungeon. Record of Ragnarok's <laughs> a pile of shit. <laughs> I stand by that. It's abso- It's shonen taken to its stupidest conclusion. I am, I am actually amazed you're so ready to just jump the gun on that one because Hidden Dungeon is... Better, oh. way better. Uh, oh, wow! Is, is it strong words? Yeah, Tin Dungeon has writing and characters. So Ragnarok. So does Record of Ragnarok. Heavy disagree. Heavy disagree. I mean, Record of Ragnarok has fucking tons of characters, and they're all brain damaged. Just I know. And also, you 
you say Hidden Dungeons got characters, it's got character designs. Because that seems to be the only thing that matters. It's got big swinging titties. That's, it definitely got that. Don't forget the asses. Okay, sure. Record of Ragnarok has better character designs than Hidden Dungeon. I'll give it that. Although Hidden Dungeon is in, but also has fairly normal character designs in a shocking twist for a series. It's like, here's, here's the lead heroine. She's a brunette. Yeah, it had like, fairly stereotypical designs, but the art style was very unusual. Uh, was this the one without shading that you highlighted? Yeah, like, I think there's a few places that use shading, but it's heavily without it. Yeah. Either way, we've talked a lot about Hidden Dungeon. I will now throw to oh, you yeah. two, who are way more fans of it than I am. Uh, Mike, obviously, you buy the record of Ragnarok from episode 21. Uh, Mike and Phil, what, why do you love this so? Why do you have such a drastically different opinion to me? Because it's just so stupid. <laughs> like, the reason I it's love not it... helping your argument. Well, the reason I love it is the exact reason you hate it. Yes. <laughs> because it is so over-the-top dumb. <laughs> like, there's a character in this who's Thor, the Norse god Thor, and it's not, this ain't your Marvel Thor. This isn't like, uh, he's a pretty muscular blonde man with a hammer that he throws around. No, no. He has a throbbing dick hammer. <laughs> Robbing dick veins. His, his hammer doesn't need to drop. I know exactly what I said. And it's constantly pulling out the stupid fucking activated my trap card shit, but the stuff they pull out is so stupid. It's like, oh, I don't wear these gloves to protect myself from the hammer. I wear these gloves to protect the hammer from me. It's like, fucking hell. That's so very dumb. It's like it's self-aware with how dumb it is. And because of how self-aware it is, like no one's taking this seriously. No one in the entire team that I assume existed to create this thing took this seriously because it is so stupid. And as a result of that, they could lean in and they could have a lot of fun. And I, you, you see these movies where you see, you can, you can tell everyone had a lot of fun working on it. I think that's what comes across with these, this manga. Like, you can absolutely tell everyone who made this had so much fun because of how very over the top they were allowed to be in everything. Everything is dialed up to 11 and including the violence. And that that's very special to me. Just the, the everything going up to 11. Oh, I love that so much. And it is, but it is just a tournament arc, but it's a fun tournament arc. I mean, from what I remember, you said you wanted a tournament arc. So I gave I, you a tournament arc. No, no, I specifically said I wanted violence. violence. Violence, sorry, okay. I wanted violence, and you delivered on the violence. Some I of did. it kind of gross, but it was great. I don't think I ever found any of it gross, but it is... I, I specifically, whenever I say something gross about it, I mean the shin bones bit. Like, if you're, if you're not into that, then yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna get you. Well, I, I, I didn't find that particularly... I said I didn't really find any of it gross. It's definitely graphic. Graphic, sure. Graphic, probably a better word. A bit visceral. Sure. And yeah, I'll give you graphic. But I don't think I'd say gross. I mean, if you're not into that kind of thing, I guess it is kind of gross. You're not into violence if you're the kind of person <laughs> well, it's who... like, Well, no, it's just like, it's not like you're shown in violence where it's like, oh, they get a little bit of blood and maybe a line to represent a cut. No, no, this is, as you say, you can see a guy's broken shin bone jutting out of his shin. 
yeah i distinctly remember disagreeing with that and i still do but that art really doesn't make that clear because it wasn't until you two said that that i ever thought he'd broken his leg i got that straight away but well yeah i mean that that's down to that's viewer interpretation yeah yeah and i mean but i suppose about the only i personally didn't find it gross but yeah i guess it is is when he's like got the melted face of uh, yeah. Lubu on his hand and he just kind of flings it off. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's very much <laughs> that kind great. of uh, like I didn't find it gross but yes that is kind of gross. Gods versus uh, history's most whatever humans <laughs> in a variety of violent challenges which are mostly just them fighting each other. Well it, it is, it's just a 1v1 tournament yeah, and it's all very silly. It's all very silly. The, the idea being uh, the gods gods wanted to wipe humanity off the face of the earth because they decided they're pointless, useless, all that kind of stuff. Ugly. And one one lone Valkyrie, Brunhild, Brunhilda, however you prefer mm-hmm. to say it. The one everyone knows, yeah. Brunchan. Yes, Brunchan, as Zeus is fond of saying. Yes. Of course, why wouldn't the Greek gods say Brunchan. <laughs> Why wouldn't Zeus be a massive pervert? <laughs> Basically, Brun's like, oh, you guys are all just chicken, won't even fight them, and the gods take the bait, the hook, line, and sinker. Honestly, all of this plot you're explaining, oh, I don't give a shit. That's not what this is about. <laughs> but I'm just giving it context for the listeners. Sure, sure. And the idea is, they agree to perform the ancient rite of Ragnarok, which is a 15v15 in 1v1 matchups, and most wins win, basically. 13v13, isn't it? Oh, it could be 13v13. It's, it's a reasonably large number. And I think Mike says he doesn't care about the violence. In fact, it is like half a chapter of this just so we can get to the violence, basically, as it were. Yes. It's like when a series of robots starts, we have to spend like two minutes going, these are the house robots, this is what happens. Right, cool, that's out of the way. Let them all smash each other. Yep. Yes. You know, you, you need the context in order for the pawn to make sense. So every pawn <laughs> needs some sort of story. It, it, it needs the plot, right. Yeah. Gotta got have that lemon tree. You gotta have that lemon tree. So yeah, Reckon of Ragnarok, a lot of stupid fun. And, uh, Way more stupid and or fun than Hidden Dungeon. Like I, I'm never gonna choose Hidden Dungeon in this bracket. So oh, it's no entirely, shit. it's entirely down to Phil. Yeah. So yeah, just to reiterate, Mike clearly votes Ragnarok. I clearly vote Hidden Dungeon because I vehemently disagree with so much of what's been said about <laughs> Ragnarok. But you can listen to the episode on it to hear me go off on that. Well, just <laughs> I I pushed Record of Ragnarok through to the second round. You push fly me to the moon through. We have fundamentally I think different. We actually opinions. said this in the Ragnarok episode. How like this is uh, <laughs> it's weird <laughs> where we both draw the line. <laughs> Speaking of drawing lines, Phil, decide. <laughs> this is actually uh, pretty easy for me. I I have nothing against Hidden Dungeon, but it it is one of those ones where it is just like. May as well just go watch porn. <laughs> just fuck already. Just fuck already. <laughs> At least I can fap to that. <laughs> I mean, you could also fap to Record of Ragnarok. Just I could, but I'm not into that. No, oh, damn. 
There's your problem. But uh, I'm going to say Record of Ragnarok because, I, it, yeah, it's dumb shonen fighting. I have no problem with it. Whereas Hidden Dungeon, it again, it's not particularly terrible, but it's just also not that good. Yeah, fair. Ooh, but uh, fair. I, I didn't expect this to be an argument I won. So, uh... <laughs> I am still actually genuinely surprised you were so quick to say Hidden Dungeon. Why? I hated Ragnarok. Ragnarok's one of the worst things we've done, in my opinion. I'm not saying it is one of the worst things we've done. It's just... I didn't realize you disliked Record Ragnarok that I would much, vote I guess. for almost anything in Apparently. this bracket. Oh, like, apart. Like, there's one or two exceptions, but almost anything I put over Record Ragnarok, my... Okay. Even Rent a Girlfriend? <laughs> See, that's one I'd have to think about for a moment. <laughs> this kind of thing, like, I'm not saying you would have... I was expecting you to instantly go, oh, Record Ragnarok. I was thinking you might have to um and ah about it for a moment, at least. No. Not just being like, nah, hidden dungeon. Absolutely not. Uh, Record of Ragnarok has minimal redeeming factors, whereas I felt hidden dungeon had a few. Even if it was not always the best of series, there was more, way more I enjoyed about hidden dungeon, whereas Record of Ragnarok was pain. But speaking of pain, now probably potentially the hardest matchup for us inside in round two. I feel this will be a this will be a fun one. So, first of all, coming through from round one, the series that beat Rent a Girlfriend, actually, A Girl on the Shore, which you could buy now through Vertical Slash Cadantia, and going up against that from episode two, Coco Wa Ima Kara Rinri Dezu, aka From Now On We Begin Ethics. Written and drawn by Shiori Amaze. I uh, believe this is ongoing with five volumes, or it's not been licensed as of yet, but there is a live action J drama that came out earlier this year. Uh, oh, which is eight episodes if you want to uh, check out some live action ethics and JoJo poses. Hmm. I mean, it was cu- it was curious when I know when we were talking about Apothecary way earlier, we mentioned like, oh, these are probably the smartest ones. And yeah, this is a battle of like two of the smartest and most mature series we've covered here in A Girl on the Shore and Ethics. Phil was the one who buyed Ethics through to round two. So uh, do you want to do you want to kick us off, Phil? Like, what is it that well, you still love about ethics almost a year later. I mean, it's just one of those series that gets you thinking a bit, sort of as Mike said earlier. It's it is all about a ethics teacher in school and it's each chapter focuses on a different student with their own problem and how it relates to whatever he happens to be teaching at the time in his ethics class usually. And the author put in a lot of effort and into researching all these different things. They're by no means an ethics expert, but they've gone, they've done their due diligence, learned about all these different things so they can put it into a series. And it's just really interesting to learn about all these things from my perspective. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it goes an extra step as well because it, um, it it's not just a guy talking about ethics, it's about uh, re-injecting the human element. So... This guy, the main character, he's he's all about uh, being the most ethical you can be in all situations, even if it makes you a bit of an asshole sometimes. And even then, this guy who doesn't really care about much, as long as he can remain ethical, even he breaks his ethical standards sometimes just to be a better person, a better human, uh, to give momentary relief and things like that. And like a scene where 
he hugs one of his students because they're having a fucking breakdown. Yeah. And so yeah, like it's it's a very um it's a very well thought out piece and it's got a lot of complex ideas. It's it's weirdly structured like a fight of the week style thing. It's very episodic. Yeah. Where like every every chapter is a new issue, ethical or otherwise, that they have to go through. It, yeah, it's, it's a new student, basically. Yeah, although they do overlap quite a bit. Like, yeah, it's a weird timeline in this one, but it, it works. It works. I mean, yeah, you you do have the occasional stories which span a couple of chapters, maybe, but yeah, general generally, it's here is a chapter. Cause it, I think this one is every other month, mm-hmm. and it is very much this person's having a problem. He just so happened to be talking about something in ethics that related to that problem this week, and here's him helping them through their issues by relating it to what they've been talking about. Then he Jojo poses away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does have a little bit of Jojo posing going on. And it's it's very heavy with the blacks in its um, art style, because it's very dark. Yeah, this this one this one was a very uh, messy art style by comparison. Very dense, both in art and text, I would say. And yeah. this is going up against Girl on the Shore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I said, the two most mature series we've covered all year, probably, now have to fight it out. So the choice in this particular matchup is, do you want to be fucking depressed or fucking depressed? <laughs> both depressing as shit. I wouldn't say ethics was that depressing, from what I remember. I remember it dealt with a lot of depressing themes. Yeah, one of the things yeah. of the series was because there are it's a series that understands that there are no real simple answers with a lot of the quandaries it progresses. It's not like you off end the chapter and everyone's like, I'm fine, fine. Thanks, Professor. Yeah. It's like here are the here are your options. Have fun figuring it out for yourself, kids. Bye. Yeah, he he basically says, Well, this is your problem. Here's how it how it relates to ethics. It's up to you to decide what is the most ethical thing to do. In a very real sense, these two are quite similar in its themes. Like, There's not a lot of resolutions in either of them. There's a lot of uh, odd situations that um, teenagers find themselves in and how they think about their, think their way through it, how they deal with various emotions. Like, It's a lot of the same themes across both of these. Yeah, I do recall in the episode that I was probably by far the least positive on it, mainly because it is so episodic and so much of the characters and the writing just feels like, okay, does any of this actually mean that? Like, it's interesting from an ethical perspective, but in terms of like a narrative story, it's not all that. Yeah, it doesn't have any particular overarching plot, really. Not a lot of connections. There's no real overarching. And I remember asking the episode, because there was a shot early on where it's like, here's the class. And I was like, we're running out of students, Phil. And then Phil was like, ah, he just gets another class. <laughs> yeah, it goes to like the next year. And it's like, oh, class <laughs> okay. It's not like all the students are done. Now we're going now we're going to move to the next arc. It's like, no, it's a new set of episodic students to cover. Which it very much gives it the excuse to go on forever. Whereas uh, Girl on the Shore is the beloved one and done. It does, but even if it does, just sort of. I feel end. ethics would, when they've run out of messages to say or topics to cover, would end. This, this thing, I yeah, I don't see it going past 
two or three classes, for example. You read it. Where is it at the moment? Is it still in class two? Or? Uh, last I read, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure how many chapters I'm behind with this one. Because I think it went on a bit of a hiatus or something, or the group that was translating it are just it's lower down on the priority list or something, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's still in class two, because I want to say it only recently started class two. I think you said there's five volumes out? Five volumes at the moment, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was four volumes for class one. Really? Because it was nearing the end of that in volume two. Like, there are only a few there. Although volume two did also end on a cliffhanger slash two-parter. Yeah, maybe it was volume three they start with class two. I, I don't know. I've yeah. It's been that long since I've read it, to be honest. It was also um, getting towards a point where they probably realised they were running out of students, so they started extending the stories, the story arcs. Not really, actually. Um, say, you have that two-part we entered on. I think you have a couple of chapters where you get a bit more of his backstory. Uh, so you sort of see him in university. I think it comes up in what we read where he was talking about a professor he really liked when he was becoming a teacher. So you see him interacting with him, for example. And then you get like the graduation chapter where they're all graduating and stuff. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I don't really remember how far into this second class it is. Well, with all that being said, in the war of two sets of depression, I am probably going with the one which has... Uh big kill-yourself energy, which is Girl on the Shore. <laughs> like, I like ethics, the ethics one. I do. It had some very interesting ideas, but it did have a lot of problems that Girl on the Shore didn't have. Girl on the Shore is a single story with characters going through very specific arcs, whereas ethics very much was an episodic format that had very little connecting tissue between it. And also... The characters in Girl on the Shore, while they were clearly exaggerations, they also felt more real, and the issues they were facing felt way more real than they did in Ethics. In fact, now, as much as I like Girl on the Shore, I would say that in Ethics, I never felt Ethics got ridiculous or anything. I felt that, because the issues were things like, I really love my bunny, and I'm in love with a teacher, which is all stuff that, yeah kids do go through. Yeah, I don't really remember anything being particularly mm. out there. I think the most out there one I remember is sort of the one Sean said, the... Object sexual. Yeah. I was going to say object filiac. That is the right sure. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Yes, someone who is attracted to their stuffed bunny. To be fair, I remember the one Mike got most outraged of was the guy who hated being normal. And Mike was like, that's ridiculous. Who would do that? It's like, wow, okay. Yes. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that character. He was, he got, he basically, he was so bored of being like a bland, boring person and then just walks into a road when the lights are on for the thrill of it and gets truck senpied. He basically, he decided he didn't want to be a sheep. So he stepped out one second sooner than everyone else and nearly caught Isakide. Okay. Since you're reminding me of that, I'm definitely going with Girl on the Shore. (laughs) That sounds dumb. That's that's pretty much what you said at the time, <laughs> I think. Sure. That was like the one chat you were like, this doesn't make sense. And like, I was trying to be like, oh, people do lament being normal. Yes. Well, I'm nothing if not consistently inconsistent. Yay. 
for me as well, my vote is also going to Girl on the Shore, which I, I don't, the me before this podcast would be staggered considering I originally picked Girl on the Shore because I didn't like it when I read it back in 2018. But uh, yeah, doing it for the podcast really opened my eyes and I thought, yes, really nice. Okay, nice is the wrong word. This is a really well made story now that I look at it with fresh eyes. And so, yeah, Girl on the Shore is the one uh, I'm sticking through to the next round. Phil, you you buy ethics, so um, rip you. But uh, did did Girl on the Shore win you over over ethics in the end? Or I I don't know. Like Girl on the Shore just doesn't do much for me. I, what do you mean? I, there's there's totally poopying Girl on the Shore. Say, you don't like that in eating or having a dildo up your butt or. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It's playing to all my fetishes clearly, <laughs> but um, no, I, it definitely has the advantage of having an overarching story it it definitely delves into its issues a bit more deep than ethics does but generally i preferred ethics i had more enjoyment reading that than i did girl on the shore i think so i would say ethics uh dues but it does mean the first buy of round two goes out i'm not entirely surprised at that looking at the matchups we've had that was a rough draw for Epix to go essentially to pit the two mature series against each other so early. But uh Yes, the next matchup. Oh boy, here we go. So in the next one, it's a battle of two series that did get through round one. So in the one corner we have Grand Blue available now through Kadansha, uh, which beat Akumo Chan flashback. Going up against Maruko Chan, which you can buy through Yempas, which beat everyone's favorite Minamoto. Uh, here we go, Bill. Somehow, some way, your Grand Blue made it through the first round. I, I can't remember if I said this last week, but obviously, we each pick two series to buy, and yeah, I, I like Grand Blue. Grand Blue is probably one of my favorite things on this list that we've read. But I was like, there's no point in me buying it, because you both hate it. So the fact Mike voted it through, yeah, I want it to go the distance. I- I'm not happy about it, but I wouldn't have been happy with anything I picked <laughs> in that bracket. That fucking yeah. sucked. <laughs> it's like the rest of them, I've got a- some sort of leaning. This one, it's like, well, everyone fucking loses. Uh, yeah, so... this, this corner of a draw, the four in this corner of a draw, Grand Blue. A sports manga that has nothing to do with sports. A uh, kid getting horny over his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to Train a Rapist, yeah. and the worst horror series ever made. <laughs> hey, 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 I wouldn't say it's the worst horror series. Here's your chance then, Phil, like Maruko or Grambly. Oh, no, I already know what I'm voting for. But... Oh, he's, he wants Grambly to go the distance. I, I want Grambly to go the distance, yeah. Um, that would involve them diving in it. But would it? Oh, oh no, I think I'm leaning towards Grambly. Yes, do it, Mike. Mike, Mike, No, no, I have to explain this because nothing fucking happens in Maruko Chan. Like nothing happens, (laughs) and it's like it is. It is a very shit horror because it's all about girl who can see these freakish-looking ghosts and then doesn't do anything. (laughs) It's like that's all it is, and then you get some stupid side characters like. I am a psychic, but not as powerful as you, and it goes nowhere. <laughs> as, as opposed to Grand Blue, which goes straight to the forcing people to drink without consent. 
yeah, like, and that's fucking horrible. I'm not happy about this, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at least in Grand Blue, something fucking happens. Hey, you know? nah, 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 here we go. So my vote, spoiler, go to Maruko because sure. there is a high in Maruko, which is the one chapter with her father. You're right. Which about is that. a very poignant, great moment, and that chapter alone outshines everything Grand Blue had to offer. Okay, sorry, no. Grand Blue has like a few pages where I was like, that's neat. Maruko has a chapter where I was like, that's neat. So by that basis, I vote Maruko. Oh my god. Why can you like keep talking for like another hour? Oh, Phil, which one are you voting for? <laughs> oh, I'm voting Grand Blue. Cool. All right, that's done. Mike, which uh, one are you voting for? <laughs> and death isn't an option, we're sure about no, that. I yeah, I, I didn't mention it at the top, but one of the rules of this is you have to pick a series. You can't abstain or run away or anything like that. Or pull the fucking trigger. I mean, to be fair, like in this case as well, you really can't because we're currently at one to one. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're a tiebreaker, Mike. Okay. Oh, right. Would it make you feel better, Mike, if I tell you it doesn't matter who wins this one ultimately? <laughs> no, not really, because <laughs> I still have to choose it. <laughs> you still have to decide which horrible series you think is the least All horrible I'm series. Is if you vote one way, it's going to be a very entertaining quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I do love to hear Phil's happy voice, I am going to go with Maruko-chan on this one. Because I severely dislike both of these. But Maruko-chan has a good chapter, and the monster designs are somewhat inventive. That's all I can say good about it. (laughs) The rest is garbage. But that's enough. Fucking had the butt buns thing which infuriates me <laughs> i don't know why 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 does the butt buns infuriate you mike like, i think i said this at the time but it's just like emblematic of everything fucking wrong with it it's like we're gonna give our female characters one quirk one trope outside of the magic powers they have and it's gonna be butt related <laughs> fucking hell Oh, I hated it. Still hate it. It's not going to win overall, so who fucking cares? Let's move on. <laughs> I, I I feel... Uh, obviously, people at home can't see this, but I've just posted the uh, evolution of butt buns in the conversation, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the, the corgi yeah. buns. Oh, man, yeah. Corgi ass buns, which, when you pull them apart, has chocolate inside. Oh, I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, watch the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trust damn. me. So we've read two series about eating shit. Got it. Oh, man. <laughs> Only two. Damn. We're falling We're way behind. behind on our quotas. Yeah. <laughs> this bracket hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you, do you want it to hurt even more, Mike? Sure, go for it. Cool. Pile so on. in the next, so our final match in the last 16, our final round two matchup, First of all, we have uh, Hentai, and Hentai has to go up against, from episode 6, the number one seed, Only I Level Up, more commonly known as Solo Leveling, written by Chu Gong, art by Jang Sungrak. Uh, this is ongoing. There's approximately 150 episodes at the moment as it's in its second season. Uh, it's been licensed by Yen Press. You can pick up the first volumes of both the light novel and the manga. Or if you want to read the webtoon version online, 
uh, you can do that via Tappy Tune. I believe they're pretty much up to date. Or if you want to read the web novel online, you can do that via web novel. Brilliant. No anime adaptation, but there is a game and American drama being produced. That won't make any sense to anyone else. <laughs> drama? Drama! Drama. 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 There we go. That's enough take. Just, just, you know, say it a few times, and then when you're editing, you can decide which take you like. Exactly. See, I'm, I'm a clever boy. But uh, yeah, so solo leveling, as I say, the number one seed, because goddamn, you ki- we kids loved it, pretty much. Just in regards to the comment about no anime as well, I know you mentioned earlier with um, Apothecary Diaries, like, quite often there's companies in Japan that'll do polls over what people want animated. Yeah. And solo leveling's one of those ones. Again, it tends to do quite well, even though it's a webtoon. Uh, can't say I saw it as much as I did Apothecary, hence why I didn't note it. I don't think it's on usually in all of the polls because it yeah. is a webtoon. But um... if you definitely if you ask people what webtoons they want to see, now that um, the number one one, which I blank in the name, Tower of God. Now that Tower of God's been done, this is generally the one people go to next. Go do that one, do that one. I'm not surprised either because especially in the first few chapters, the art in this is so good that you could easily just make those the keyframes of of any animation it's like yeah that would just work oh god yeah the statue from that first arc from the yeah first the creepy smile yeah so iconic like yeah. i still can remember that clearly yeah it's it's really good i do think the art does i mean it doesn't drop off a lot but the further in you go the more i don't know the less detail they have which is an unfortunate downside for solo. I don't know if I'd say it's less detail. I just think it's that there's less iconic moments as you go on. The one thing I will say is I feel like the artist changed partway through. Yeah, I believe that. Because I, I, there is actually a... You notice it as you're reading like the first 30 strips or whatever. The first 10 or so are a little iffy. Like They're, they're still very really? good, don't I get me wrong. The best art. But uh, it's it's a bit rough around the edges, from what I remember, and then it seems to settle a bit more, get more sure with its lines and things. And I've I could be making this up, but I feel like I read it switched artists at some point. Entirely possible. Like the art does definitively change. Like not in a not in its style, but I don't know. Like you say, less iconic moments and things like that. That's not to say that it's bad though, because uh, yeah, this thing's really good. <laughs> So leveling is really good. I, I am. I'm, my opinion is pretty much the same as it was in the episode. Like it starts off really good. I feel like it trails off as it goes on, as he goes from the world's weakest to uh, overpowered anime boy twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does turn into a wait for Goku manga. It does turn into a not an isekai. Yeah, which is yeah has its own problems. But uh, here's the thing: I like Dragon Ball Z, so. <laughs> works for me i think i would say as well is it's also it's a change in the story in some ways like the start is him becoming the world's strongest effectively and then it is now he is the world's strongest what's going on almost and there's this whole other plot that's evolving around the world that he is slowly being dragged into if you don't get any of that in the first not in the bit we read. No, I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that 
it does evolve. The, it, the yeah, it, it's yeah. not just he is the world's strongest. Yeah, K-Lob. I mean, I think it's obviously Phil has like with most of these bear down, but uh, yeah. I believe it's worth saying this is one, maybe the only one that Mike actually has read on. Yes, I, I I'm I'm in a self-imposed hiatus on reading it because uh, that's just how I read these things. I wait for a while for whenever I catch up, I just wait for a long ass time and for them to make a lot more and then I can go back to binge reading it and binge it. Yeah. Yes. But uh, before that, I think I read a hundred chapters. You read all season one, I think. Yeah. So I read a lot of it uh, because it was just, it was very, very engrossing and uh, it's going to be a tough sell for this to beat out hentai because I really liked hentai. Like I, I, I did. Uh, I think it had some faults. It had some problems. Uh, but it was generally one of the more enjoyable episodes we've done. The things we've read for the episodes we've done. Like you don't like horror? I don't, no. Unless it's uh, somewhat <laughs> unique. Are you saying Hentai was a unique horror series? Somewhat unique. Like it was a... It, the thing I said, it was a uh, it was a campfire ghost story. Essentially. That's fair. Yeah, and... Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it because uh, it was an enjoyable experience to read, if a bit uh, on the overly grotesquely violent side. Yeah. I should say, I don't think I mentioned Hentai Beat Pooper in round it one. It did, yeah. Which was the other grotesquely gory violent. It was the Battle of the Grosses. Yeah. Because, yeah, they were both disgusting. And yeah, like, I, Hentai. I I'm I'm voting so leveling this round because I just think it's a f- way more enjoyable experience than hentai. But hentai has certainly got its own unique thing going on. Ultimately, solo leveling, while it is unique in its own way, it uh, has one thing and it sticks to it. I do I did enjoy solo leveling way more because it plays with its ideas in a more fun and smarter way. Hentai has a lot of horror tropes in it, which are played out and a little nonsensical. It's like uh, this one person is the only one that can stop them for no reason whatsoever. And just things like that that you hear about, all, you see in horror movies and you hear about in horror stories all the time. And it's like, but but why though? And at least Solo Leveling takes time to explain that stuff. Uh, that being said, Solo Leveling is a longer term thing, so maybe that's got something to do with it. But uh, yeah, ultimately, solo leveling, I've just enjoyed way more than hentai. You have it. Mike prefers grinding to hentai. You heard it here first. Why not both? So, Phil, uh, what, a, what, what about you? Obviously, you were the one who uh, buyed solo leveling through. I'm not expecting you to magically choose hentai over it. But uh, what are your feelings? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think it'll be a big surprise I'm picking solo leveling here hentai was alright I've no major gripes with it I mean there was definitely issues there uh, which we discussed in the episode and honestly I think part of the reason hentai were perhaps so favourable towards hentai is the fact that it is two volumes done Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason we're favourable towards hentai is that we did that as a joke like we did (laughs) that as the April Fool's like well, yeah. we've said we're going to do hentai, and there's this series. Mike's and Phil's found this series called Hentai, so why wouldn't we cover that? And then we read it, and it was actually a pretty competently done horror story. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is actually all right. 
Yeah, that's not that's yeah. not funny at all. <laughs> Guess we'll have to inject our own lewd humor into this episode, which we did, and you can listen well, to that. that. That was the whole point of making it the April Fools, wasn't it? It was a yes. horror thing, and we're like, ah, we're going to cover hentai, and it's like, no, actually, it's this. Horror oh, my horror. my partner listened to that episode and was audibly disappointed that it was a joke. Like, oh, I'm ready to actually review hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe folks, maybe. Year two, maybe. maybe. Year Unless two. there's another horror series out there called hentai. Well, I maybe mean, you did volume one. That's true. So, so we could just do it. could just do volume two next year. Hentai, the sequeling. Uh, hentai, hentai, harder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hentai. Uh, yeah. Hentai messier. Hentai, yes. Hentai, but with two eyes. I get it. Uh dear. Yeah, uh, um, I go on, sorry. I, I was gonna say like so I think this is sort of reflected with like Girl on the Shore in some ways. Where it is it's two volumes, it tells its story, ends. It it just comes across a lot better in that case, because you don't have this you have a lot less problems with pacing because there's a lot less it can go wrong with. And it's not getting dragged out because it's two volumes. Uh, unlike, say, Hayate or Fly Me to the Moon or Friends Game with their 50 million volumes and counting. I can't wait for the day you start reading One Piece. <laughs> You're assuming I'm going to start reading One Piece? Yes. Everyone reads One Piece eventually. One day, Phil, you'll be like, I'm bored and I've got a week. Let me put it this way. At that point, it will be finished. I, I will probably not start reading One Piece until it is done. I have no desire to read One Piece. It does not appeal to me. I'm sure it's perfectly fine, but I am good. But uh, in terms of this, I am voting solo leveling. It it was a lot more enjoyable for me. I prefer the art in it. It's more my kind of story. So, yep. It's, it's an isekai. Oh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Oh, no, it's, I mean, it's not an isekai, but it's an isekai. Uh, mm. <laughs> Go on, deny me, do it. No, cause I've had this argument before. I, nah, <laughs> I disagree, but whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, my vote's also going to zero leveling. It has its flaws, but its upswings are phenomenal, like its first 10 to 15 episodes. And well, hentai was neat. As I say, it was more like an oh, this isn't actually trash rather than actually good, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, solo leveling is going through to the quarterfinals, which is now where we are at. Only eight series remain. Apothecary Ties beat Girlfriend Girlfriend, Hayate beat Negatoro, Flyby to the Moon beat Demon King's Daughter, Pigpen beat Friends Game, Ragnarok beat Hidden Dungeon. Uh, Girl on the Shore beat FX, Maruko Chan beat Granblue, and oh. Sol Evelyn beat Hentai. I know, I was looking forward to the conflict you were going to have in that round, but uh, oh, not. no, that, it wouldn't have been a conflict, but <laughs> <laughs> you're like, even I know that shit by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know which one I prefer out of those two. Yeah, it's, spoilers, guys, it won't happen now, but I was looking at Sol Evelyn versus Granblue <laughs> and watching Phil have a breakdown. <laughs> uh, it, it wouldn't have been a breakdown. That it it's not a difficult choice for me. Yeah, Gramblo. <laughs> exactly. No. No, it would have been solo leveling. Shot. 
in that case, so now we're into the quarters where these decisions probably will start to get a bit awkward now because now we've got the top eight, the uh, pretty good lineup at this point, apart from like somewhere one of us will vehemently disagree. So our first quarterfinal match, Apothecary Darius versus Hayate the Bat Butler. One of Phil's all-time favorites versus the number two seed. Yep. Oh boy, here we go. I I mean I'm leaning towards Apothecary. Yeah, I'm 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 too. <laughs> Hayati's neat, but uh now it's going up against something that's actually really good. And as much as I don't mind like watching Hayati as kind of a popcorn style thing or reading Hayati as a kind of popcorn style thing, when it's up against like, do you want to read that or do you want to like something you're actually invested in, interested in, thinks cool and has more of a narrative than Hayate? It's like, yeah. yeah. Apothecary Diaries just has way more going on because um, Hayate is like, let's just say you find Hayate really funny. Like, it's one of the funniest things you've ever read. Apothecary Diaries has comedy and it also has a lot of other stuff. Hayate only has the comedy. So it's like, it just doesn't have enough of staying power for me. And hey, I've never been particularly hot on Hayate to begin with. So yeah, I'm definitely going with Apothecary Diaries. And uh, it's the same for me, as I say. I, I'm i more into Hayate than Mike. Not into it as, as into it as Phil. But uh, I, yeah, as I say, it's it's a decent series, but now it's going up against a big boy series in Apothecary. And I, if you're asking me to pick between one of the two to read, it's I mean, it's always the one I'm more invested in, which is Apothecary. Yeah. Phil, well, well, how about you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> it, it's apothecary dice. So I, I like Hayate, but fucking thirty volumes could just be cut out. <laughs> thirty volumes should have been cut out. Fucking idol arc. What a point thing. <laughs> oh, is that the one where Atan shows up? No, Atan shows up a lot early. She's like tied into the actual plot. The idol arc was like, hey, we've just had an actual plot. Let's stop that for like five years. <laughs> and I, I want to say even Japan started to get a bit annoyed at this arc. But yeah, it, it just should never have existed. Uh, okay. And Hayate would have been great for it because it would have been a lot shorter. Very fair. So the, uh, the, the run for Hayate comes to end here. But will it be the end of Hatter in this tournament? Because obviously now in the second quarterfinal, he has his other entry. So Fly Me to the Moon versus Pigpen. Sweet, cushy romance versus kill everyone in sight horror. Okay, so I have two main feelings about this. One, I think Pigpen is legitimately great. And two, I think I'm going to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because... I think Pigman is legitimately great, uh, great webtoon, manga, whatever you call it. Webtoon. There's two terms, Mike. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it's called. This is like you'd be unable. This is this was like the girl on the show episode when I listened back to it recently, where it took like like ten attempts to remember the characters' names, <laughs> even after Phil had posted them in the chat. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at words, <laughs> and. I think it is really good. I think it has fantastic art. I think it has great story, a great hook. Uh, it really does pull you into its writing. And in spite of all that, 
I know that I'm into this way less than you two are into Fly Me to the Moon. So I feel like I'm going to lose this bracket because it's me versus the two of you. But can I convince you with a bribe? What's the bribe? <laughs> Not illegal. You're allowed to do this. What, what, what is the bribe, Mike? I will... Mm, I, I I will read something I abjectly hate and find three nice things to say about it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that, that is a tempting offer. While Phil ponders that, uh, I am insusceptible to bribes. No. I am that monster from Nightmare. Uh, I vote Fly Me to the Moon because, uh, not that Pigpen's bad per se, but Fly Me to the Moon again was a series where I went for it and went, I have to buy this. And I've seen the first episode or two of the anime as well. But I've seen that first part of Fly Me to the Moon between all the stuff for the episode and the anime like four or five times and I still like it. So, uh, yeah, Marriage at First Sight, it's terrible in the real world, but in manga, really cool. See, I'm kind of happy you chose that. Because if you'd both taken me up on the offer, I'd have to think of six nice things to say about something. And that's... I well, don't think I can do that. Because we'd pick two different things, presumably. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, God, that'd be even worse. Yeah, I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so I'll now stand back and let you two have uh, <laughs> hash this out. Because I, I actually do think Pigpen is the better story. I'm, I'm well aware you do. No, no, I... Like our past discussions aside, like if the tabula rasa this shit, like complete blank slate on it, I genuinely do think Pig Pen has a far more compelling is a far more compelling read than Fly Me to the Moon. Uh, I, I get, I get that, I get that. Pig Pen has a narr- more of a narrative than Fly Me right, to the Moon. Let me put it this way: this yeah. this isn't a straight up. I've got my decision made one for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was surprised when Mike was like, "Ah, oh, the Phil already know," and I'm like. I know, Bill won't. I was going to say, I, I didn't know for this one. <laughs> oh no, I, I blew my bribe load you early. You blew your bribe far too this soon. This is the quarterfinals as well. You gotta bribe it through like, I just wanted Pigpen to get through, okay? The thing is, I'm kind of tempted to make Mike have to pick three things from Minamoto. <laughs> just to watch him squirm, you know? Okay, no, can, it, is, can it even be done? I was going to say, he'll get to the end of it before he figures them out. Jeez, a bit oh. like, stop How much do you have now. to read in the bribe, Mike? Like, the same amount that we do in a show. So two two volumes. Yeah. So why would he not just pick it for the show? <laughs> this, this is a fair point. I don't, know, I don't know. I mean, then I'd have to say nice things about it. I, gonna, I suppose, yeah, if, if I just pick a shit series for the show, Sean, he... Doesn't have to say nice things. Generally, about. in the ninety, in the sorry, forty-five to sixty minutes that all of our episodes have always run at. Holy, yeah, totally. yeah. Don't, don't spend like three hours recording these. Ne- never, oh. I never botched that call in episode one. But uh, yeah, in that time frame, Mike usually finds a couple of nice things to say, even about the worst ones. Do I find three though? I, I couldn't put a number on it, but you know, I'd say you, you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sweeten the deal for Phil a little bit. I think, Mike. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that's your offer. Stop stalling, Phil. Ooh. What do I pick? <laughs> it, it, it is actually a hard choice for me because 
Fly Me to the Moon also has what I'm going to from now on call Hatter Syndrome. Sure. Yeah, it's uh Pigpen doesn't Pigpen is done and it, it won't be coming gone, back. Yeah. It can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> what what I will say in that case though, bear in mind Pigpen right. is also by the same writer as Sweet Home. It is. Yeah, he wasn't on a good day on that one. <laughs> this is this is also a truth. Like Pigpen could just be all downhill from what we've read. Pigpen has calm be syndrome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Alright, this is the battle of the two where we've actually covered two things by their authors. Huh. Neat. Didn't plan that. <laughs> to be fair, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I know it would never would have happened given the matchups anyway, but I kind of wanted to see Hayate versus Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> Which one would you have voted in that instance, Phil? That, that, oh god, you're already asking me to make one tough choice. Don't make it two. <laughs> Don't compound his decision making. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I think I have to go for Fly Me to the Moon. I, yeah, for the same reason I just ended up buying it, even though I said I wasn't. I, I am a slot for Hatter. <laughs> I, I just enjoy his writing too much. Daddy knows what he, he likes. likes. Like, like I said, I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I uh, do see. I, I certainly, in terms of the beginning, I'd say Fly Me to the Moon is a better start than Hayate. And at this point, it's not had fifty volumes, so there's hope. It's it's not, but at the same time, like everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's coming to an end." Because he did like, so Fly Me to the Moon. It had an epilogue chapter while it was still going on, which confused everyone. Sure, because it revealed a very big plot element, I guess. They get divorced. <laughs> she was from Mars all along. I am not going to say what it is. But everyone was like, wait, because everyone's really confused. They're like, wait, but that that's not a thing that's happened. And then like two weeks later, like two chapters later, effectively, the thing actually happened. And then it, the news came out like, oh yeah, it's about to finish season one. And it's like, oh no. Oh no. It, it's beginning again. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it happening. Gonna be another thirty volumes before we find out she's from the fucking moon for definite, except she won't be. And you're definitely choosing this over Pigpen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the Ugh. thing is, Mike, I I can make you read shit stuff any any time I like. But you don't have to make me say nice things. You're, you're his bitch for life. Is what he's saying. I, I don't have to make you say nice things, but I also don't care if you say nice things. About, <laughs> like this, this thing, like about the only thing I would have done is make you say nice things about Minamoto. But even I'm not that cruel. Well, I already thought of one of them. It has boobs in it. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> uh, but there's two female characters, so that's two sets of boobs. That's two. And they both got two boobs. That's four. Oh, good. <laughs> no, wait, there's the ant as well. So that's three sets of sort of. Ah, <laughs> oh, six things. I'm way overestimate. <laughs> Let's move on to the next round before we think about yeah. Minamoto anymore. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we've got to do that at the end. Yeah. So, so uh, moving on. So the next quarterfinal: Record of Ragnarok versus A Girl on the Shore, where one series uh, involves eating shit and the other one is shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One involves eating literal shit, the other involves eating shit. 
by getting yes. murdered hard. Okay, so hear me out. Right. Right. The girl on the shore has no fight scenes. That's a lie. There is one fight scene. Two fight scenes. Okay. Girl on the shore <laughs> is not funny sometimes. Are you telling me you didn't find eating poop funny? <laughs> eating poop is always He's funny. Laughing. He's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> poop is always funny. I mean, you're, you're laughing at people's fetish right there, Mike. That, that's just rude. And I'm guessing that's part of the fetish being laughed at. Look, look, it's not his fault if someone goes, eat a poo-poo, and he laughs. Eat a poo-poo. <laughs> yeah, like, I, okay, I really enjoy Record of Ragnarok, but it comes down to, what are you in this for? Are you in this for some smart reading, and uh, some complex ideas, and some tough emotional stuff? Or are you into the weird shit that on Girl the Shore was that? <laughs> I knew it was coming. It still yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> same was same was they something that record of Ragnarok never sure. did. So uh... I think record of Ragnarok is a truly enjoyable romp, and Girl of the Shore is whatever the opposite of that is. I mean, it was a romp. <laughs> Many romping happened. Yeah, it's like ugh, like they they inspire very different emotions to the point where I would say you can't compare the stories. At all, even slightly. But you must! <laughs> I, no, I don't think we should. I think we should just end the tournament format right here. Just... No, you, uh, no, you're going to have to... No, no, this is, this is a good ending right here. Everyone got along the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stalling. Through the first round, so yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, boy, what, what's the point of continuing? Oh, I'm wait. stalling because I know Girl on the Shore is way better. <laughs> it is. So are you voting what? for Girl on the Shore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I was It's uh. it's just better. Like I know that Record of Ragnarok is very fun. And I will absolutely read it at some point. Because it's so stupid. But it is just stupid action and just it's just silly and if you're talking we're talking about which are the best you're gonna have to make some tough decisions i'm genuinely amazed that of the two of them girl on the shore is the one that's been licensed like girl on the shore is the one you can walk into a shop and buy ragnarok you can't give it time sure give it time but you know girl on the shore is the better product i guess i'm not happy that i'm saying it but I mean, that's we're, we're not voting for the for the objectively better one, Mike. We're voting for what you enjoyed more. But you can use whatever criteria you want to determine <laughs> how you vote. No, I think I'm going to vote for Gone the Shore because it was it was more powerful, I guess. I'm not happy about this decision because they are both good choices. This isn't like an earlier decision where they were all shit. It's almost like now we're deeper into the tournament and gotten rid of most of the trash. Yeah, and Record of Ragnarok is fun, but I have no idea if they if they extended that out to like a bajillion volumes, I probably wouldn't find it fun anymore. But I don't know, maybe I would. I don't know. Go on the shore, move on before I make myself sad. Hell, what do you pick? I'm I'm picking Record of Ragnarok. I wish I picked Record of Ragnarok. 
I knew <laughs> I knew that would happen. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm I'm not as hot on Grill on the Shore as you two were. It was alright. It, it it had its story. It told it. It had a guy eating shit, literally. It sure did. You really hung up on that. Because it's just I maintain, like overall, Girl on the Shore was great. It, it had an alright story, but that dude had uh, age 15, I think they were. At yeah, that point. yeah he, he was a horny teenager. Yeah. Every fucking fetish on the sun. All the fetishes, yeah. Well, are you saying you wouldn't eat ass? There's a difference between eating ass and eating shit, <laughs> is what I'm saying, Sean. Sure is. Uh, and there's a difference uh, between eating ass and. Eating ass and cross-dressing and getting pegged and being tied down and ev- nah, everything. He never got pegged. Uh, okay, he never got pegged, but he did stick a dildo up his butt. Sure. So he didn't get pegged, but the only part missing from that was her. Okay, sure, yeah. And that wasn't really time. my point here. Some people like anal, though. I, Some people I'm not like saying anal. there's a problem with that, sure. I'm just saying. This 15-year-old kid... You don't have a problem with it, Phil. You seem to have a pretty big problem. No, I have no problem with any particular one fetish the guy had. It's the fact he had all of them. (laughs) All of them at 15. Like, fuck me. Imagine what it'd be like at 30. He's been watching porn since he's like 10, 24-7 or something. (laughs) Imagine what he'll be like at 30. (laughs) He'll have two of all of them. Probably dead at the rate his life's going. (laughs) Uh, Too much stuff up the butt building. (laughs) Bound to happen eventually. See, we're having fun. It's a fun and not incredibly depressing story, which I still appreciate Uh, on a fundamental level. I was going to say, yeah. Sorry that you could have knocked out if you'd voted for Ragnarok. I could have. I'm not changing my vote. Integrity and all that. Yeah. One, One is, like... I, as I said, the record of my episode, I can appreciate why some people like Mike would put that on a pedestal. To me, it's... also appreciate why some people like Mike. Nah. Yay! But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like Mike. I don't know why, but I like Mike. But uh, yeah, Girl on the Shore, as I say, to me, it's a very mature, interesting story. We have a lot of depth and complexity and subtlety, which uh, a lot of the stuff we have read doesn't have. In many ways, it feels unfair compared to that. But uh, again, when I picked it originally, I thought it was shit. And then I went back and realized, oh, no, I, I got confused with the shit that you actually see in it. <laughs> Girl on the Shore has depth and complexity. And Record of Ragnarok has throbbing dick hammers. Yeah. Yeah. Throbbing dick veins. Yeah. Why? Why did that happen to his hammer? <laughs> why? <laughs> Shut up. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I loved it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you did. And now it's gone. Yeah, sadly, the final quarterfinal isn't solo leveling versus Grambler. <laughs> it is not. It is instead solo leveling versus Maruko, Chad, which has made it to the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, Maruko Chan did have butt buns. It did. It. You know what? It did. I'm voting solo leveling. No, oh, but Mike, you love the butt buns. Can I vote solo leveling twice? <laughs> We'll, we'll always have butt buns, but uh, yeah, uh, so leveling. not? <laughs> you like know that what? option? Just to not? Just, just, 
just not no no sean's very clear on this you cannot just not yeah Yeah. like and me are both only till level shock gasp horror we like the interesting not isekai but kind of isekai story over the not very good if at all ever good (laughs) horror of maruko chan but uh phil I mean, I I can guess where you're voting, but go on. Yeah, I'm voting solo, lovely. Shock, gas, horror, who knew? The number one seed wins again. Hooray, fastest bracket ever. (laughs) Would you have voted over Grand Blue, Phil? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Would you have at least had to pause on that one? No, I should have pushed Grand Blue through. No. Just to make him uh, do it. Don't don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy Grand Blue, but I prefer solo leveling. Oh, I'm sure you would have voted it, but then if I'd pushed through Grand Blue, then you would have had to do it, you know? You would have actually had to make that decision. Yeah, the, the, this is the thing, like, I, if if it was Grand Blue versus Soul Leveling and you voted for it, Mike, I, I, I would have been, I would actually just pause because I want, I would have wanted it to go the distance. <laughs> it wouldn't have deserved the win. <laughs> but I'd have done it just because it didn't deserve to be there. And that, quite frankly, would entertain me more than anything. Uh, you would have made me apoplectic, and that <laughs> also that amusement, frankly. Oh man! So here we are, the semi-finals, almost exactly as I predicted. I think, with one exception. So here we go. Fair. So semi, so four series left. Apothecary dies. Girl on the shore. Fly me to the moon. Solo level A. So. To determine our first finalist, the Apothecary Diaries versus Fly Me to the Moon. Both of my buys now fight each other in the semi-final. Choose your favourite child. I'm going to stall for time. Mike, which way are you leaning? Apothecary Diaries. Phil, where are you going? Oh, I'm going Apothecary Diaries. Don't give him the time. Oh, brilliant. Thank you both vote for that one. That makes my life easy. <laughs> I'd say I, I'm doing one better, Mike. I'm not even giving him a choice. It's a popcorn diaries. Yeah, this is these were my two of my favorite series from the entire thing. But I will be voting for a popcorn diaries. Uh, it's Fly Me to the Moon is brilliant, but has a shelf life on the concept. Whereas a popcorn diaries, I can say, being engaging for like years and years to come. And also uh, with Fly Me to the Moon. Uh, when we were picking buys, I was humming and hiring on that or another series. And uh, I chose Fly Me to the Moon in the end because I felt that needed the buy more to get through. But um, I'd say they're both great. And to be fair, at this level, you should, uh, you should check out all four of the series that are in the semi-finals because they're all dang good. But uh, going over then to the other semi-final, probably the trickier choice, maybe. Girl on the Shore versus Solo Leveling. Phil's buy versus... The one that I was considering buying instead of flying me to the moon. The one from the first round upsets. You know, the one who knocked out the titan that is Rent-A-Girlfriend. <laughs> Admittedly, I didn't think Girl on the Shore would make it this far. I thought FX would knock it out. I thought you two would go for FX. I mean, I am not that surprised. Just based on how you two feel about Girl on the Shore. Fair. So, Bill... Which one are you voting for? Solo leveling. Yeah, I'm voting for Girl on the Shore. Shock. Ass. I know, right? Well, it's, as I said, solo leveling isn't bad, but I feel Girl on the Shore is a more mature, complete, interesting tale, whereas solo leveling 
if it was as good as the first 10 to 15 episodes were out, amazing. But then he throws a half-broken sword into a B-rank monster and kills it in one shot, even though the whole party was struggling against it. And I stopped caring from that point onwards. That does happen. It does happen. It happen. Mike, you love both of these series. I actually do really love both of these series. I think for me, it comes down to ultimately which one do I enjoy more out of the two of these. And it's going to solo leveling. Because I like Girl on the Shore, and I think it's done well to get this far, considering how fucking depressing it is. It's depressing. You can respect what a good story it is. Oh, absolutely. And I thing is, I also respect how well put together solo leveling is, but it's also fun. So I think that's what takes it. See, and I'm not a hypocrite, I'd like to point out, from the previous round where I said Record of Ragnarok was stupid, but Girl on the Shore was better. Record of Ragnarok is not that well put together. Solo leveling is. I'm assuming you'd have both solo over Ragnarok. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> There's no two ways about that. Record of Ragnarok, don't get me wrong, it's dumb fun, but it yeah, it did not have much more to it beyond dumb fun. Yeah, whereas solo leveling versus Girl on the Shore is actually a, a harder choice, but it's still coming down the side of solo leveling for me. Which is surprising no one, because it's the one we've been consistently positive about across the entire year of the show ever since we read it so yeah yeah it's always going to be a tough one to beat so here we are folks who could have predicted it apart from the guy who seeded the number one and number two me and phil who also i also predicted this did you yeah i didn't i didn't say it i just want to be involved (laughs) i i was i was here too yeah so, uh, the grand final to determine the one and only series uh, from our year one that we will say is not actually trash. The Apothecary Diaries versus Solo Leveling. The number one seed Solo Leveling versus the number two seed Apothecary Diaries. The two ones that we were unanimously the most positive on. Like, I had reservations on Solo. Mike had some reservations on Apothecary. But on the whole, we pretty much agreed in those episodes that these were really good series. Yeah, regardless of who we decide here, these are both fantastic and you should read both. You should absolutely check them both out. Phil owns both of them physically. I do. I own Apothecary Diaries and I get the feeling Mike said he wanted to buy Solo Leveling physically. Yeah, I think I want... And I, I want to physically buy Apothecary Diaries as well, I've decided. Oh, oh hey! I will say uh, Solo Leveling's pretty decent quality as well. The physical version. We couldn't really talk about it at the time, and I think you actually forgot they had a physical version of the episode itself. What is now that you own? Suppose it's worth it. Like, what is it like? Like, because obviously a webtoon is not ideally suited for a traditional book format. How does it turn out? It is hefty. <laughs> I will say that much. On honestly, it it is weighty. It's it's decent quality. It basically takes a panel or two per page. Oof, that is hefty. Lays it out. Well, I've, it's hard to say for definite how far it gets in the one volume because I've not been able to check where that gets up to episode wise, but it's around 20 chapters, I think. So it ends around where he's fighting the spider? No, I don't know if he got to that by that point. Uh, it ends where he enters the dungeon in the train station. So basically, you have all the stuff in that 
first double dungeon with the big scary statue. Then you have the stuff in the hospital. In my head, I get the thing. I saw you like fifteen. It might it might be fifteen. I'd I'd say I don't I don't know. It's been a long time since I read the start to say for definite where it falls. Considering we read all of the stuff about him going with that mercenary group who then tried to betray him, and that gets played out within all the stuff we read. Well, I feel... Mm, uh, yeah, I, it, it's like 15 to 20, then. Definitely no more than 20. I might say that in 30 episodes, we covered roughly two volumes, and that's proved it. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, I would hey. say we've probably just about covered two volumes. So yeah, that's actually a good way to benchmark yeah. our webtoon series in the future, I guess. Hey. We are correct with 30... We are correct with 30. We apologise for making you read 10 more of the game than Mike. <laughs> I will never forgive you. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's decent quality paper. It's all full colour, obviously. Yes, it would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, it would be weird. I'd be very... If it didn't, I don't think I would actually buy it. That's fair. Well, I know like like a lot of the, every now and again Shonen Jump series will get like, oh, we've got like four colour pages or... Yeah. And then when you buy the volume of the manga, it's like, no, it's all black and white now. And it's not unless like, you get the art books or something that you'll get to see them in colour over here. I think here. that depends on the publisher in some cases. I think some of them do them as like extra inserts. But, but considering Jump is all done by Viz, Viz... Yeah, Viz definitely don't. But um, yeah, it's good quality. Would recommend it if you're interested in solo levelling. Yes. No, just to make people aware, it is a little more than the average like manga volume i think it's what like 10 to 15 yeah but again it's full color don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's not worth it like it's better print stock I, I do think it's also a slightly bigger book yes it will be massively so but it'll be bigger than the standard light tome like tome uh manga tome for sure yeah whereas uh apothecary diaries on the other hand is slightly smaller yes square next to uh Square Enix do the same size as I think Vertical do, where it's slightly smaller for some reason. Except they don't do it with everything, because I've got another Square Enix oh. one here, and that's normal sized. Weird. Yeah, Square Enix are a bit weird with the sizing. Yeah. Although, in fairness, like, lots of tangent, but I know also, like, generally our volume manga are larger than the ones in Japan anyway. Like, I know jump volumes in Japan are slightly oh, yeah. smaller. Uh, manga in Japan, like the Takabons, they're tiny but the paper is also a lot thinner yes which is why partially why i'm assuming uh it is actually so cheap makes sense but all that being said there's your buyer's guide to solo leveling <laughs> but now we have to get back to the conflict of conflicts apothecary versus solo this is going to be a tough one is what i'm saying like, yes even, even for me yeah. like, if the people who assume that we're just going to go one way. I don't think that's uh, that's not completely accurate. Like, there are definitely things good and bad about both of these. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Like, certainly, I feel both of them were stronger in their of what we read in the first half of what we read. Like the first arc of Solo Leveling is masterful and better than say the first arc of Pop Carry. But then both of them trail off towards in the second half, where as I say, Solo Leveling feels like it becomes to me at least more of a generic power fantasy. And Apothecary then goes into that long-winded um, dinner arc where there's hundreds of people there, and it's like, okay. That does, that does go on a bit, doesn't it? 
it goes on a little bit and it's also a bit harder at that point because a lot of these characters haven't been as well established so you're like oh it's them okay and now she's got five hairpins cool i think the whole point of that is to uh really establish the universe and kind of what the stakes are yeah it that's to establish so you'd already know like they're essentially uh, i don't can't remember what the title is but they're essentially four leading ladies in the harem of apothecary mm-hmm. And that's where you get to meet the other two for the first time, having already established the the one that um the character Mao Mao works for and that character's rival, as it were. And then it's like, here are the other two, which we barely mentioned up to this point. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, characters in Apothecary Diaries that you don't really need to know anything about. They're just kind of there. So and then, I mean I in Apothecary Diaries as well, there's like there's like five Mate is the wrong term, servants in that lady's harem. And outside of Mao Mao and the head servant, the other three are literally just interchangeable faces. It's like, okay, cool. But that's also kind of the point. Sure, that's kind of the point. It's like um bloody what's her name, Cerberus in Helltaker, where it's like there's three people, but it's one. It's just one. There's there's no individuality between them. They're just one. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's still interesting though, even though a lot of the characters are just sort of there as somewhat literally part of the background. And it's always visually appealing, regardless. And in fact, both of these are always visually appealing. Uh, even though we said earlier about how solo leveling may have changed artists at one point, it's still good all the way through. And that's the same for both of them. Like, it's really hard to pick these apart because, like, anything we say is better in one than the other really does feel like nitpicking. The two it fantastic series. Incredibly subjective, I feel, as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, when I say they're both good, I mean they're both good from a technical standpoint. They're, they're both good from... These are both very well put together pieces, is more what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, I didn't mean it's subjective and like, we might love them, but you might hate them. No, these oh, right. two are objectively good, and if you say otherwise, I'll find where you live. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, these two are probably in a... There's a reason I seeded them as the top two, and we were the most positive on them in their episodes. These are, to me, without doubt, the two, regardless of personal things, these are the two where, if you look at it from a more balanced perspective, these are probably the two best things we've done all year. Well, I need to go on a bit of a tangent here. But we never do those. No, never, no. We're, we're famously known for staying on point, don't you know? I remember when, when we first started, I suggested Rent-A-Girlfriend as the first one. And in the episode I said, I picked that one because I thought that was very middle of the road. Yeah. And I know when we were talking about doing the anniversary special, we were there was like a couple of different ideas floating around. One of them was sort of like a ranking. I was like, oh yeah, that would be sort of where you'd perhaps see where Rent-A-Girlfriend might be. I'd be like, yeah, see, it's middle of the road, maybe. Um, And the reason I maintain I still think that is is because looking at the list of everything we've done, there's a handful of series I can easily stick either side, I think, for both of you. And Apothecary Diaries and Solar Leveling were two series. I was just like, I guarantee you those would be near the top of any ranking we did. But I couldn't... I, w- I would struggle to pin down which one would be first and second, but they would be first and second, I think, as as we've established here, I think. 
uh yeah. the first and second overall i must say i did my own individual ranking and i think so yeah. is in the middle yeah don't don't get me wrong i'm i'm not saying in terms of individual rankings they would be very fair like as i say when i when i first drafted this up i was very much like these are probably the top two so i'm going to separate them like the, nothing against like say ethics or some of the other or like girl i'm sure some of the other stuff that got by but yeah. i was like this is probably where it's all going to end up in the end, barring a shock upset, which could have happened. Yeah. There were a few where I was like, oh, maybe this one goes out. Good old Grand Blue. Yeah, <laughs> nearly made it. Uh, as I say, I felt it was more like the ethics would like knock off Shaw and then maybe ethics could make a run, depending on how Mike Honestly, did not surprise me with Girl on the Shore. I, I actually probably would have been surprised if Girl on the Shore didn't beat ethics, I think. I am a little surprised it didn't beat Ragnarok, I guess, but that's more just because I'm surprised at Mike. <laughs> hey, but I've made a few surprising who voted Grand Blue, so... Yeah, I, I, I've made a few calls in this process that I'm not super happy with. <laughs> not so much the decision I made, but the fact that I now know I'm a kind of person who makes those kinds of decisions. <laughs> and I've learned you something know, about myself. With the your head, this is where you stand, and it's like, oh, I didn't want to know that about myself. Well, I get, I get handed the trolley problem. It's like, we can kill you or these 40 innocent orphans. I'm like, fuck the orphans. I'm just, I want to live. <laughs> you know, so it turns out I'm just a bad person. Who'd have thought? So I, I'm sitting here struggling to find anything which definitively dates one is better than the other of this final matchup. Hey, what then? I'll go first. For me, it's the easiest of the three of us, I think, to make the choice because I've bought one and I have no intention of buying or reading more of the other. To me, Apothecary Tyrese is the better one just because I gel better with the characters in it. I gel better with the setting and I gel better with the way the narrative's going. Solo leveling, I think at the time, I may have mentioned this in one of the episodes, to me was kind of like had the inverse of Pigpen, where whereas with Pigpen, it took 20 episodes and I was like, this is dull and this is no. And then in those final 10, I was like, oh shit, this is actually cool. and has a really good premise. With solo leveling, it had been the inverse and I'd only read like, say, volume one. I'd be like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, especially if it ends within Train Dungeon. I'd be like, yeah, this is really cool. I'm really enjoying this take. This is kind of, it's Isekai-esque, but doesn't fall into the same pitfalls of them. Then it falls into the same pitfalls of them. So, yeah, I wish he didn't just become a ridiculous overpowered god in the course of, like, five episodes. I wish he didn't just throw a half-broken sword into a monster and kill it instantly. <laughs> then I would have some belief that the, scale, the power scaling, he hadn't just become invincible. But, yeah, I feel solo leveling squanders its coolness a lot in that thing. And as, I mean, Phil's mentioned there, it becomes more about the world they're setting as it goes on. Which is fine. Clearly enough people love it, and I know Isakai's popular, but clearly enough people love it to put it to the top of that highly competitive genre. So clearly it's doing a lot of things right. But for me, Apothecary Diaries is the one that I was invested enough into to buy into, and is the one I cannot wait to read more of when Volume 3 eventually gets released, and that obviously will be new content for me at that point. So... And if it gets animated, heck yeah, I'd watch that. Whereas Solo Leveling, I, if, maybe if it was as animated as well as it's drawn, 
then that would definitely be interesting to see from a like visual a Sakaga perspective, but uh, not necessarily for the narrative. So I think it would struggle to be as well animated as you wanted in the it long struggle, run. But if you got like a footable to do something with it, maybe I guess. I mean, the football took Demon Slayer from a dang good show, well, a good, cool show then to beating One Piece in the ratings and sales, which is mm. insane. And I do put a lot of that credit towards what they did with it. I, I'm, I'm not, I will never say a bad word about Ufotable at this point in time. Fair. They are not the best, but one of the best animation studios. But uh, yeah, for me, as I say, because I've already bought into one and I'm not buying into the other. Uh, I'm leaning towards Apothecary Diaries, but I have absolutely no problem with people who say Solo Leveling is the better series and uh, will not be mad if I now lose and you both vote Solo Leveling. Yeah, I still don't really know who, what I'm voting. Phil, you got any thoughts? Not really, no. <laughs> say, I, I like both of these series. I have bought both of them. Mm-hmm. I need to buy the next few volumes of Apothecary Diaries because I've not done that yet. Because when I ordered Volume 1, Volume 1 was still on pre-order. So I don't have Volume 2. Unless I have ordered it and it's one of these volumes that are stuck in limbo with Amazon again. One day I will have the middle volume of Slime that I am missing. <laughs> Legends have been told of one day you shall have a complete manga series. It's, it's not even complete. It's like I've got Volumes 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8. I've ordered four. I ordered four at the same time as some of the other ones. Amazon just haven't sent it to me. <laughs> and they keep sending me emails like, oh, we're trying to get this to you. Promise. It's like, you can cancel it if you want. I can go on Amazon. I can look at that exact volume. And it's like, oh, if you order it now, you can get it by, like, Tuesday. It's like, <laughs> great. Where's my volume? <laughs> I'm not cancelling because you're going to charge me an extra five quid at this point. Fucking Amazon. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> yeah. Support the official release, kids. From wherever you choose to buy. Yes. Yeah. I'd, I don't know. It's a bit of a tough one for me, I have to admit. I I have an opinion I'm leaning towards because I enjoy one more than the other. But as, as we've said, they're both good. They're both enjoyable. I think I know what I'm going to choose here. And Apothecary Diaries is a... A uh, very, very good manga. It's got basically everything you'd want out of something from this genre. And of everything on this list, it is absolutely the thing which has gotten better with time. The most better with the most time after. My 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 thoughts on it have improved. I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. However, of these two, solo leveling is the only one that I wanted to and have continued to read since then so that's going to be my vote which means the final deciding vote the tiebreaker year one of trash manga friends all comes down to the trash manga daddy himself phil the one who inflicts it all upon us go on phil make us proud i think because i enjoy it more it has to be solo leveling. They could have been either of them until you said it. <laughs> I, yeah, just think, I, I enjoy them both. It's just generally I enjoy solo leveling more. Like, solo leveling is one of those ones where I can't wait for it every week. Like, 
it's just one of those ones where it's like, oh man, there's a new chapter out. I can't wait to read it. It's really good. I like. Don't get me wrong. I feel similar-ish to Apothecary Diaries, but I like. I wouldn't be upset if I waited a day to read it, for example. Yeah, if if I could, for some reason, only read one of these ever again, and the other one just gets deleted from the world, I'd be sad that that solo leveling be gone over Apothecary Diaries. I'd be sad that mm. it was gone, but I wouldn't like. So lovely yeah. to one I choose. So yeah, tough call, but there it is. There you go. There you have it. Our not actually trash award goes to solo leveling. I expect that printed on the next volume, the Empress, in like <laughs> nice letters on the cover. And Apothecary, sorry, you're trash. That's, that's the way it goes. Oh yeah, garbage. Absolute, trash. absolute trash. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Square Enix, you picked a bad egg. Why even bother, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, they, so there you have it. So Leveley takes the top prize in year one, but we have one final award to dish out. The trashiest manga, friends. So, yeah, um, it's a bit of murder, right? <laughs> it's pretty much that, <laughs> so I was yeah. going to say, like, there's, there's no deliberation on this one. We all know what it is. Like, Bobby, I feel like you were the one who had the most pause on this matter when we discussed this okay that's because i can pick out some pretty egregious shit from a lot of the stuff we've read but i could say that and be like yeah this one's bad or this one's bad or this one's horrible or this one's weirdly incesty all of that and more is in (laughs) fucking minamoto kun yeah it's like oh it's the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> it was such a painful read. The thing that always tipped me over the edge with Minamoto, because we've read some pretty skanky series like Loveless, mm. for example. Yeah, but at did. least Loveless never feels like it's trying to train you into this and that it's going, this is how you do things in the real world, kids. Do it like this and you'll be just fine. Whereas Minamoto really does, I've just called it this multiple times, and I'll call it it again. It comes across as how to train a rapist. Like, Rent a Girlfriend is Incel's first guide to hating women, and it's still not that bad in comparison to fucking Minamoto-kun, who actively goes out and attacks people sexually. It's like, what the fuck, Japan? (laughs) Just to reiterate. Sure. I picked that one because it was terrible, very specifically. God, yeah. Like, this one is... This one is really bad. And... Yeah. It's so hard to find anything good to say about it. I think... I was actually a bit too generous to it when we did the episode. Sure. I I think there's there's definitely a reflex. If two of us are shitting on it, there's a reflex. We're like, hi! Yeah, I I do think it's partly so we can have a bit more of a discussion going rather than yeah, shit. It'll be it'll be partly that, and also partly you have the benefit of with most of these where you have more of an idea of where it's going. So I think you were like going to say it gets better, which obviously me and Mike can't put on. Did but uh... I mean, it can't get worse. Uh, It was his cousin in volume one. (laughs) To be fair, it can always get worse. I, I don't want to see what that means for this series. I, I appreciate the sentiment you're going for. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it, 
that that was a series I picked because I knew I wanted to suggest Apothecary Diaries, and I thought Apothecary Diaries is great, as we have been discussing. It got all the way to the finals after all, and it was a very close finals all the same. And uh, I was like, well, if I'm suggesting something so good, I'm going to suggest something fucking awful. <laughs> and yeah, I, that is... I, I Yeah, I, we're all in agreement. It's the worst thing we've read. Like, I think we each have series we don't like pretty venomously, but yeah, yeah, nothing like, so universal as that. When we first sort of came up with this idea of the tournament bracket idea, we were going to have like a full on discussion as to like what's the worst and what's bad about this one in comparison to that one. And but the, the more we talked about this idea, the more we're like, but we all think the same thing is the worst. It's like, yeah. yeah like we all we all have some we don't like, but nothing was as bad as that. Everything we reviewed has problems, but that is only problems. Yeah, like I I personally did rank all of them my own time before when back when we were potentially going to do it as a ranking, and put it like this: Grand Blue is second to last, but uh, yeah, there was one that we did that was worse, and it's Minamoto because ah ah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't think of anything we reviewed that conceivably Minamoto story could have beaten, ever. No, not nothing we've reviewed so far. Nothing. No. Yeah. I mean, this is the question, and I, I, I'm genuinely curious about. It. You don't have to say any names because obviously we've got years and years of this to come. <laughs> is Minamoto the worst thing you've read, Phil? Ooh, that's a tall no. one. Oh no! <laughs> uh, in that case, one. There is one series which I did threaten to make us read at one point, if you recall. I don't, which is worrying. <laughs> it, it's one that had... Uh, this This might be outing it a bit for listeners who are in the loop with the anime of things. Sure. Uh, there, was, there was an anime a season or two ago, and I considered making us read the manga for that series as the tie-in. Uh, and I think I made us read Hidden Dungeon instead. I think it was that season. What I'm hearing... Wait, hang on. Yeah, it's... Is this it the ha- one that got accused of something? Uh, when it was, like, people were like, yeah, the first volume or two of the manga is very adjective And people were like, <laughs> oh no. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of a different one. I but. I don't know. I can't decipher your uh, code, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing is this time next year, we're going to have to pitch whatever we get against defending champions of the best and worst. All, all I'm saying is it, it it is one of those ones where it's like I've, I've kept it in my back pocket, so to speak. <laughs> so when I come across a series I think is really great and I think we want to read, I can throw it at you and then you've got a nice palate cleanser after. Well, personally, I can't wait to feel infuriated. For Sean's sake, it was that one. Um, and I do believe there was some con- controversy around it when the anime started. I cannot remember if that's the one I thought of, but I know there was one of them which, uh, yeah, in all the previews of people were like, oh no, oh no. I I can't wait. And that's the Japanese title. Okay, great. Oh, it's an essay, great. It is more just if you recognise that instead. No, funnily enough, I don't recognise Japanese titles. I mean, if you don't know what it means, you might just recognise it generally. I I know Ori Imo, and that's about the only one. 
Ah, also trash. Also trash, unless you focus on the not trash girl, in which case. So anyone that isn't the main character, main female. Yeah, I mean, there's one girl, there's one good girl in that franchise, and then there's the rest, and then there's the main female. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, those are things for another time, another year. One day of trash manga friends, and say this wraps up our first year, our little bonus episode in our off week we will be going back we will we are still a fortnightly podcast episodes every two weeks but uh we thought we'd give you a little bonus to celebrate one year and because otherwise this would have been like a five hour episode <laughs> yep. yep so uh we will we'll get to what's coming up in year two in just a moment but uh as always it's important to end with uh where you can check all of us out as individuals if you want to check out our far less trash normal lives as it were so mike where are you at on that their internet well first of all i'm insulted that you would insinuate my life is normal in any way and second of all you can find me at twitch.tv slash berserker i stream most evenings that's a probably lie. i try to stream most evenings where were you yesterday mike where was your content when i needed it I was asleep. <laughs> That's a lie. You are posting memes. I can do both. <laughs> That's, That's impressive. worrying. If you reach the point Shit where you're posting. reflexively doing that when you're asleep, that's worrying. <laughs> Pure muscle memory at this point. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at Berserker. In both cases, it's B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. Yes, indeed. <sighs> Phil. Hi. Where are you at on the internet? On the internet? Oh, where, where aren't I? That's worrying. Because there's a is lot it... of places that you shouldn't be on the internet. No, is this, is this the announcement where you're going to start announcing the rest of your, your social media brand? Is oh, oh no, no, no. I, I, am, I am everyone. Everyone's profile is actually mine, don't you know? Damn. Like, twitch.tv slash berserkra. It's actually Phil Stream. I mean, you are on there a lot. I, I am on there. It's why, it's why it's Phil Stream. <laughs> like you can you can probably see uh not me but phil on mike's stream every saturday evening at least generally sure. yeah sure probably you can find me on twitter at fanaxian t-h-e-n-a-x-k-i-a-n yes yes you can uh i am available at slazo king uh, for all the usual, uh, like I, I say, these two have trash lives outside of this. My, my life is all trash. So uh, enjoy all of my perpetual trash opinions on games and gachas and other things and posting platinum trophies I've got in PlayStation games. Woo! Fun times. You can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Cast to be updated the moment new episodes go live. Or alternatively, you can subscribe to us or follow us on your various podcasting services, be it Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. That's the other one. I know what I'm talking about. We are on all of those services. Don't forget to follow us. And if you can, rate and comment. It's always greatly appreciated. So that brings the first year of Trash Manga Friends to a close. It's been a good run. And the good news for you all is this is not the end. This is only the beginning. So, Phil, I throw to you, how are we kicking off the second year, a new season, a new series, a new arc of Trash Manga Friends? What spectacular series do you have lined up for us to kick off the new year? 
Oh, new year, new world, Sean. As we return to that most beloved genre of isekai. As we will be reading Black Summoner. Fuck. <sighs> yep. It's, it's isekai, folks. I can't wait. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I take it back. It's brilliant. So, yeah, we will see you next week. This is not a regular thing, but this was in the off week. You can check out our next episode on Black Summer next week. So we'll see you in seven days for the start of the second year of that time. I started the podcast to read Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA, the Trash Manga Friends Podcast. See you then. Thank you very much for listening this past year. Take care, everybody. <laughs>